I'm back. Let's go. Welcome to Last Chance Q with myself, Coach JB and Sean Salisbury. We will not talk over the amateur or under the expert. It's not only the X's and O's, but it's about the Jimmy's and Joe's. And it's not just quarterbacks. We got all the positions teaching, coaching, laughing, and joking. We're using football terminology so we can get through this faster than we we don't want to use these long terms, coach. We don't we got quick verbiage to get to the point. Last chance cute with the great legendary Sean Salisbury. Yes, sir. We're back at it again. Another Super Bowl breakdown. We got it cut up, made for everybody. Uh, let me bring in the great Sean Salisbury. Sean, um, I don't know about you, man, but have you seen any fucking poof the magic coach? Your fucking head coach who's probably a fan of myself or Sean. God bless you, sir. But you're fucking fucking your player by putting Puff the Magic Dragon on the fucking screen. And we don't know who the fuck poof. Who is it? <laughs> Come on, man. Have you poofed the Magic Dragon lately? I, I well, we we watch that and I don't know who I'm evaluating. You, you gotta, you, I swore I came on here and I wasn't gonna be laughing my ass off tonight. You already got me in the intro. What is wrong with you? Are you mad that the weather balloon that China said over here took all our Twitter feed and then you couldn't, you thought Twitter was down on your end? I can't find, dude, I can't find, I got people's tweets. I used to see every day eight of them. I can't see one. I mean, I'm looking, I'm saying, why haven't I seen these feeds? And I'm not Mr. Technology, needless to say. But damn, I mean, when you go there, I say, well, I haven't seen my buddy, my buddy's tweeting about two months. And they tweeted four minutes ago, like, what the fuck? I mean, I like Elon Musk, but good gracious. Come yeah, on, I'm man. not an electric car guy, Sean, are you? Uh, no, I don't have an electric car. I, 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 can you see yourself driving an electric car, plugging up to a, plugging up to a Vaughn or, or a Target to charge your fucking car so you can go 42 miles before you got to charge the motherfucker again? No, because I'm one of those guys that will say, ah, oh, let me push the limit. And my ass will be walking between Barstow and Palm Springs. Okay. So no, hell no. I mean, I like, I like, I like my, I like, yeah, that's the mean streets from the mean streets to motherfucking Barstow, dude. The way to Vegas. I'm not going to, I'm not going to walk by when I'm in Blythe, motherfucking Blythe. Okay. (laughs) I like Elon Musk. I I like my, you, you are the the hottest place on earth. Where Blythe? Yeah. 29 Palms. <laughs> 29 Palm Marine Base. Hey, a lot of Polynesians out there. Fucking gets about 140 degrees, too. Yeah. You want to trade, head your ass out to 29 Palms. Um, I mean, I guess, you know, I, might, I got buddies who drive them. Um, and the dual, you know, that you could use, the, you plug it in or you hit the gas thing on it, the dual one. Uh, you know, some of them are pretty cool. I like Elon Musk. This Twitter thing's got to get right. I thought we were going to be righteous when he took it over for forty-four oh, okay. billion dollars. It for forty-four it billion dollars. It better give, go one knuckle deep in your ass. I mean, come on now. He, he made a billion. I meant billion, not million. Forty-four billion. Hell. Yeah, he, he made it back, charging eight dollars to yeah, everybody. And that, yeah, and that damn uh, carries over to whatever that that doggone electric car for all that money he's printing ought to, you know cop a feel while i'm driving it but no i i don't I, i'm not saying i wouldn't i never had one but 
you probably were the guy back in the day that wore musk oil cologne, did you? Hey. You did, did you, dude? I guarantee hey, you. Hey, 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 don't fucking bullshit. You know your dad and my dad both fucking had a thing of musk on their fucking uh, <laughs> nightstand. <laughs> and, and, and you had some, uh, what was the other Brute, one? Brute by Fabergé. The fucking it, green it, one. Green, yes. Oh, it, green, <laughs> the green brute. Yep, green brute by Fabergé. Uh, musk oil. That little, the, the, the musk oil was sitting right there. And there was about eight of them. And the one, the, the the best one though, the true in truth, Old Spice still got a good smell to it, dude. Old I, I Spice, need Old Spice deodorant right now. Yeah, I do too. That's the I haven't used another one in like in like a decade. Old Spice, you know, body gel and shower gel and all that shit, it's good. But I'm gonna tell you, back in the day, you know what I the smell I still like, and no, it ain't your ass, okay? The smell I still like. Which is, one? Is it, is it cream of some young guy? Have you had that one? <laughs> Come on now. Come on now. Yeah, no. It is. What? When you go get a, a fucking haircut, being the fact you ain't had one in about eight <laughs> years. You don't got no hair either. You don't tell me you're fucking cutting that fucking hair. Hang on a second. You step right there. What the fuck are you doing with that? What are you doing to that? Hell, dude. I got hair you know, stand up like nine inches about this tall. I ain't cut it in months. That's like what she said. Stand one up on, one on the side. I mean, it'll stand up. I got hair. It's all over the place, dude. But I'm going to tell you is when they cut your hair and that old school powder they put on your shit at the shave, at the old straight edge shave places, you know, the, they yeah. take the hot, the yeah, hot shower. you with the deal? Yeah. After they, they'll take the hot shower, I mean, the, the shaving cream, put it on, then wrap your face in it, and they just straight edge shave you, you know? And then they put that, there's a smell that, that, old school barbershop but they're new but they're old school now like the men's only and they'll they'll put that that powder and they'll spray it on with the brush i mean they'll they'll put it on with the brush and you walk out of there dude you smell like a 20 dollar french whore man it's awesome hey hold on 20 smells good it's masculine it's masculine though it's awesome that's old school but you're right you said so i know you probably still got some musk oil dude hold on hold on a 20 dollar french whore can't smell too fucking good now She's from France, though, dude. So she may be different. Okay. Hey, hold on, hold on. I now, I wouldn't know, but you know, I'm just a word on the street. Okay. Let me ask you something. Did you have AJ Dillon on your show today? I did. I had Marcellus on. I had, had Marcellus uh, and I had Jatai Reed Carter, the starting left guard for the yep, Bears. Yep. Uh, tomorrow, um, Emmett. I mean, today Emmett Smith was with me. Today he's at the he's at the uh he's in Arizona. He was with my main man uh Jared Payton, uh Walter's son. Yep, uh, him on Jimmy Max joining me tomorrow. Is he? Yeah, Leonard Fournette tomorrow. Um, I'm still waiting on Charles Barkley. I uh, sent him a message to see if, if it fits his schedule. And my man Adam Sandler, who uh, is in Houston on Monday after Super Bowl uh, playing at the Toyota Center, I'm gonna go watch his comedy show so it's either friday or monday hopefully he'll come on to puppet if, if it's tomorrow it'll be great if not it'll be monday but and so th- those things that that's the that's been the week I've, hey man are you are you good are you got some great me, stuff are you trying to show me up right now on the show with dropping names like adam sandler and charles barkley uh and and, and fucking brute the yeah, other yeah might as well shit hey hey, well. hey dude you had marcellus hey, it's not a name dropping you asked me if i had Hey, I had AJ Dillon hey, on. Hey, 
It ain't bragging if it's true, from I mean, what I think, heard. Yeah, so, and so Sandler, I'm going to go see him. We uh, texted back and forth yesterday. Charles gets busy with and with this NBA trades. Uh, that may be a long shot, right, because of all this shit going on with the NBA. But, hey, crazy. but Jimmy, Jimmy Mack will join us tomorrow at 830. Let's, let's, real quick, because, they, you know. 930 Eastern, 830. I used to be able to cross your ass. I would cross your ass over. I'll fucking dunk on your ass. I could fucking shoot yeah, the three. I will pin your shot. I will Pin I your shit. Uh, I got a laugh. I got a laugh. Uh, they call me Kevin McHale. I mean, this let, let, let that sink in. So, do bring that shit inside. Let me pin it against a glass, okay? So ha- having having said all that, yeah. Can two old white dudes that couldn't fuck? You know, I could get off the ground back in the day. I, Dude, know I had mad hops. Are you kidding me? I was a freaking. I did basketball is my best. Well, I take it. I'll take it. Didn't matter. Roll into your town. Roll in. Cliff Levingston at Morris High School, Wayman Tis, they didn't matter. I hit 35 against this guy, 38 against that one, 21 against Cliff. Johnny Rogers, McDonald's All-American from La Quinta. I pumped in about 37, 38 against him. Are you kidding me? When the big fellas, McDonald's All-American came to town, I, 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 I took him to town, okay? Make no mistake about it. You know what I did? What? I hacked the fuck out of Jock Vaughn. I got fouled out in two minutes. I fouled out against Mark Matson in three minutes. I fouled out against Mark. Austin, Austin Crozier. I had to guard him. I had to guard fucking Baron Davis, Jason Kidd in the finals, which we, but guess what? I went in to hack everybody and we won the game. That's all that fucking mattered. I didn't have 38 nothing. I didn't even have 38 seconds of playing time. So, see, you're, you're talking to me now. If we're going to, you know, we're saying you're humble bragging. You want to talk about two white boys, mad hops. Dude, I'll cup dunk on your ass baseline if you want to come out and get at me in a no, I would have flipped your ass. And I, no, I didn't foul out. Let me ask you this. Let me since- just, let's, let's just go back down the list real quick, okay, since we're going to humble brag. Let me, let's back this up since we're talking a little bit of shit. Sophomore year against Morris High, I do believe Cliff Levingston was a first-round draft pick for the Chicago Bulls. Once you – why don't you go? You, you want to watch tape of that game when I was a sophomore against them on a varsity? Right, stay right there. Stay right there. Okay. I had to go to a guy by the name of Jason Kidd, Alameda High, in the CIF Championship State Final. Okay, the uh, question is how was the result? I think he's the head coach for the fucking Mavericks right uh, now. Yeah, awesome. what was the result? Did we he take won. you out to school? We won. I hacked, I, yeah, I hacked the fuck out of him. I don't care. I, didn't, I wasn't allowed to shoot. Okay, then Johnny Rogers was a Stanford guy, 6'11", McDonald's All-American. Played him in a Christmas tournament. I mean, I, I, I mean, I was about a, about two inches of hair from getting forty on him. I had to guard me that night. Okay, then my guy, who I love, God rest his soul, Wayman Tisdale, who love I him. do believe was a first rounder too, one of the great scorers of all time, and one of the biggest tournaments in the country that I'm sure you know about the Las Vegas Invitational. Of course, Tiz and I were both on the uh, first team. All tournament team, and I, uh, that, that's I had thirty I had plus in that one. Davis. I had oh. a lot of Aaron Davis down in Vegas. Yeah, I know about it. So if you talk about you, you were who, McHale? I was a combination. I was a combination. Too. I was a combination, Larry Bird. But I'm not going to compare myself to the white guy. The I'm white Larry, Bird too. Larry Bird, Evan McHale for me with a with a bit of quick hops like my man Charles Barkley. Just didn't have as much ass as Charles did at a younger age, my man. And then uh, 
I'm trying to think who else I might have been. Oh, I had some. Remember when Danny Ainge was a uh, coming out of BYU? Right, score, because we're around the same height, Danny and I, right? And then uh, let's see, I got to give me somebody else that I play. Um, White chocolate. Were you Jason Williams? Is that no, you? I didn't have that kind of my hand. I mean, I could handle the ball, but I didn't have that handle. I was more. Oh, you know, who I was because I could shoot. Okay, I was a combination Mark Aguirre, Adrian A.D. Dantley in the low block. Adrian Dantley, got it, yeah. That's who I was. You take my back to the basket, I could take, I could back you up one wake, I could hook you, take your baseline, bam. Then I'd pop out and, and, and bang a mid-range uh, Mark Aguirre jumper on the assist. I just gave you like five great players and compared myself to all of them. <laughs> well, I was Kevin so Frank Kaminsky, okay? I had, I had a Kim Olajuwon jump shot. Your ass. You didn't have the dream shake, dude. Kevin McKellar. dream post, shake. Let, hit you with the left, drop step, bang you with a post. Um, Little elbow to the rib cage on the way to the rim. Yeah. Right here like this, use the left, I, you know, way on you. Chip at your kneecap. I had it all. Short, fat, skinny, and tall. Um, I don't know what happened to you, man. Um, I just know this. Two white dudes can talk basketball. What's your thoughts on this whole thing? KD to the Suns. Lakers made some moves. Russell Westbrook's traded for another Russell and D'Angelo Russell. Well, the, uh, the Lakers are oh, sitting I'm up. old school Hooper at heart. I can't watch the NBA anymore. It's really disheartening to watch yeah. this this game. Here's the way I feel about the – there's a lot of stuff going on, you know, a lot of trades and a lot of, uh, you know, the KD, a lot of picks. Let me just stick out in your neck of the woods first off. Number one is, and even before then, getting Kyrie to the, to the Denver Nuggets – I mean to Denver, to the Dallas Mavericks. Luke has been begging for extra help. And so they got it for him. Now the question is, and you think about first quarter scoring, if I'm not mistaken by my study for my show and the fact that I love hoops, is Doncic leads the NBA in first quarter scoring, Dame Lillard second quarter, Doncic third quarter, and I believe Kyrie just under 10 points a game is the best fourth quarter scorer in the league right now. I'm pretty sure. And I, unless my, uh, my memory deceives me, which I don't think it does. So what Kyrie we getting? We getting head case. Everywhere he goes, Brooklyn fall to, fell apart with some help from James Harden. And, you know, KD's got some rabbit ears, although KD's a player, right? All three of those guys, that didn't work out. I think that, you know, that Harden and Kyrie, I think, only played like 16 games together. Think about less than 20 games. And then he goes to Boston, and they've gotten better since he left, and Jason Tatum's a monster. So, and, you know, Cleveland, they won the title. Kyrie is as gifted as any, I mean, is, as talented as anybody. But when he goes to Dallas, what are we going to get from him? And is it a rental? Will Mark Cuban be able to sign him after this year? Because they're going all in. And if and he and Luca, but I'm anxious to see what it does the second half of the season with those He's two. He's coming together. to L.A., I yeah. bet. I guarantee you. Well, he wants to. And you know that, that, that if he doesn't sign there, he's free to do what he wants. And that would probably end up as a Laker, right, with LeBron. Oh, he's a Laker. Right. I guarantee he'd be a fucking Laker. I... Then you look at the, then the other one, you know, the Lakers getting D'Angelo Russell back where he started, you know, back when Swaggy P and him had all that trouble with each other he, he found it he turned into an all-star for the most part when he left now he's back so the, for them it's all about how many games anthony davis gonna play how healthy are they and now moving russ westbrook and getting him out is d'angelo all-star d'angelo or 
immature when he first got there, D'Angelo. He's more mature now, which helps. Now to the Suns. I know Nikola Jokic in the West is good. We mentioned the Mavericks. We know John Morant in Memphis. But you add KD if he's healthy. Chris Paul has played in 30-plus, just under 40 games, I think. And now Devin Booker's back. DeAndre Ayton's there. They gave up a haul for him. But you're going all in. They're going Rams is what they're doing, giving up all kinds of assets before the next to say the owner, the new owner, to say, we're going for it. We're, KD's our Matt Stafford, although, you know, their careers, I mean, KD probably a little bit better at his, but Matt's great and won a Super Bowl. So going in to get KD. If they're healthy, I know you got to deal with the, what's probably the best player in the league right now, Nikola Jokic, but I, I'm not sure. And the depth of the West is nasty. Hell, when you got Sacramento at the top, you know, it, it's a hell, a hell of a Western conference. I, I believe that if they're healthy, remember two years ago, the Suns had Milwaukee down 2-0 and couldn't close that bitch out. Then last year, expected best record in the NBA, and I think it was Dantich and Dallas that eliminated them. Now this year, they've had their ups and downs with injuries. The question is if they can get them all on the court and they're healthy, they could be the second half's Look out, here they come in the postseason to close it out. And Chris Paul at 30, what, 38 now, JB? Still does, he's still the elusive championship. That window isn't going to stay open much longer. So, I think he's a fucking – I call him CP2. I don't think he's CP3. Candace Parker, CP3. I think he's a, one of the most overrated point guards of all time. People code him as a top five, and I just don't see it. He has never been available when it's time. When the lights are shine bright, he don't shine back. And I've never seen him play in a meaningful game without saying he's fucking hurt some type of way. Remember? Booker, to me, it took him two and a half months to come back from a fucking groin strain. I, I, you know why Boston's better without Kyrie? Because it's called addition by subtraction. Oh, yeah, there's no doubt. He's a shitbird, and I've never seen, Sean, you can correct me if I'm wrong, have you ever seen stripes turn to spots? Oh, no, not this late in a person's career. He's a shitbird. He's a fucking shitbird. KD's another shitbird, in my opinion. I think he's another cat that... Let me ask you this before we move to football. LeBron James, I told, I asked Marcellus Wiley today. Marcellus had a very interesting take. He's, You know how smart and witty he is. Yep. I said LeBron James may be a top five basketball player of all time, now the leading scorer of all time, sure, sure, bait, Hall of Famer. He may be the first one, though, that, in my opinion, is homeless. Where do you call home? Cleveland? Because you're from Akron? Let's take away that you're from Ohio. Cleveland? No, you leave. You go to Miami. You chase rings. You get your first ring in Miami. You go back to Cleveland. You win a ring. Respect. Respect. I give you respect. You go back and win one. Now you're in L.A. You're definitely not calling L.A. home. So, I almost would lean Miami as your home, like more than Cleveland. You won more there. So, like, what is home for him? Well, that was the best team. That that in Miami was the best team he played on. And you lost to Dallas. Yeah, and Lakers. Lakers <laughs> here. The Lakers, when they won during the COVID year, I mean, it counts. But I, I, think, I, also, I think LeBron knows in his mind that in order to be the, the Lakers situation, they need to win a full season championship right yes and growing up but then health listen i i don't know if, if ad is going to get if i can get 60 games out of anthony davis i'm crawling 10 miles over broken I glass traded his ass man so i i don't know man but the one thing i do know is is 
I can remember, and I said it on my show, and I wish I could find the sound. I said on my morning show, and we were talking about it today. I said, when Harden went through that and begged out of Houston to get to Brooklyn, and Kyrie there and KD was there and everybody was talking, I, I'll never forget it. And it's not a pat on the back. I just I said, everybody's just looking at their skill set. Go back and look at some of the ice-cold takes that people put out. Oh, this is a no-brainer. This is an NBA title. The, the, the Rockets got fleeced by that part of it. They're getting 8 million first-round picks from Brooklyn, <laughs> and those three cats didn't sniff an NBA championship. Hey, I said and the I, same thing, Sean. Yeah, I said, I, said I don't care about all their talent. I said all three of them, while extremely gifted, yep, and and, and KD, one of the best you know scorers of all time, I, I, all that. Harden too. I said first off on the defensive end, where will the commitment be? But even more importantly, that talent, the headache's going to end up being bigger than the talent with the three of them together, egos, the rest of it. And I said they're not winning an NBA championship with those three there. They're not. And I was emphatic about it. And people are like, what are you talking? I said, they're not. I said the same thing, Sean. And I said because the the, the 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 headache and the the the, the fragile egos are going to get in the way of the talent. Sadly it enough, hurts. and I'll be damned, not a one of them's there now. And guess what, Sixer fans? I hate to say this because Joel Embiid's great. I He's love Doc hit. and Wait. Harden's there. They ain't winning an NBA title there either. I said the same shit, so, son. So you, morning, want, you, you want to do that, Embiid, and I believe Denver's wasting Joker. I don't believe Denver's ever going to win one. I think Denver's going to Denver, and at the end of the day, Denver will a bummer Denver. because that guy is friggin' his basketball skill set and IQ is stupid. Yeah. I'm I, about I'm you, that team will figure a way to fuck it up, just yeah. like they always have, and all the Denver Nugget fans are going to have a thousand excuses as to why. And Much- the bottom line is, Porter's a no-show shitbird in the playoffs. Fucking your other the the dunker, what's his name? Fucking he's having a great year. Gordon having a great year, but he's so one-dimensional. So in the playoffs, he's a guy that you he's a, he's a tip jam guy. He's not a guy that's gonna fucking get on the block and dominate. He's a guy that gets scrappy play scrappy points when he needs one. But he's having a great year. And then Murray, I mean. Is he going to be available? Is he, is, is he? He's not the same Murray as he was three years ago. Well, before that. he got hurt, Ooh, that no. dude was a monster. Yeah, he's not even near that guy. So, and, you know, will Kyrie disrupt? You know, Luca's going to do and his I, thing. Sean, ask you this question. Luca don't play. Last night against the Clippers, fuck, yeah. the Clippers are, uh, you know, who knows who shows up on that load management fucking JV team in L.A. But Kyrie, the Dallas, comes to L.A., ironically. Kyrie comes out 24 points. They win the game without Luca. That is yep. a that is a smoke and mirrors. It, oh, yes. Slow your roll Luka. right now. Yeah. That team no without Luca, Sean, is a horrible one. Well, they're not winning. Without Luka Doncic in the lineup for 30 plus minutes a night, they're not winning anybody's championship. No, nah, and I'm just saying, I'm, yeah. just, I'm just saying without Luca, though, that team is a shitty ass roster oh. now, giving up, giving up Dinwiddie and fucking uh Finney Smith. Yeah, Those they are. And, and, and Kyrie is just a is this a as an all star on a shitty ass team. Yeah, and and well, and you, and he'll get his points because that's who he is, and he's a talented guy. So for me, JB, I listen. I think it's going to be a hell of a run the second half of the season. I, it really is. But back to your LeBron thing, I have a lot of respect for LeBron, great player. But uh, there's a difference to me between 
not wanting to lose and you win and you're a great player, which LeBron is. I mean, there's make, make no mistake about it. The guy's the biggest specimen beast maybe in any sport we've ever had to do what he's doing. He's going to play four or five more years, man. The guy's a f- phenomenal player. He's going he's gonna to push that up to 43, 44,000 points. But the difference between him and 20, my, my, the, for me, the biggest difference, aside from some stats and that, is Jordan is, is a – his sniper is different than LeBron's. No, it's Kobe. They're both – they're Kobe, right. Well, Kobe's more cut from, from Jordan's uh, yeah. cloth than he is from LeBron's. Jordan's refusal to lose. I talked to Tex Winter, you know, the longtime assistant coach for Phil, been in basketball forever and was like the, one of the architects of the triangle offense. I said, what's it like when Michael comes over? This was years ago. I said, Tex, what's it like when Michael comes over out during a timeout? And he, and he hesitated. He goes, Sean, if things aren't going well, you don't want to be anywhere near the huddle. That's, I mean, because, man, he never asked him to do something he wouldn't do, but you're going to get the wrath uh, of Jordan. And that's pretty well documented, what you would practice and all that. But it's Jordan's refusal to lose. It's not not wanting to lose and wanting oh, to win. Like, oh, it was his refusal to lose. And yeah. and he's the sniper. Here's the difference. And like I said, this is nothing, no knock on LeBron because LeBron, Abdul-Jabbar, you know, they're, 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 in the, he's in, they're in the team four or five guy photo, right? For all time best players. Jordan is the biggest face on that photo. I can just tell you that. And is I, Jordan's the guy, but LeBron's the guy, the sniper that takes you out from a thousand yards and then just leaves and the body's there and leaves and goes and, and hangs out with it, you know, does his thing. Jordan's the guy who takes you out from a thousand yards with one shot to the temple. And then while everybody's starting to come around and find out who shot the, the their assassin, Jordan sniper ass walks up right through people and takes his shoe and puts it on the guy's throat and smirks while the guy's while the air is, is breathing out of him. You you see the the equalizer, you see the first you see the equalizer. Yeah. Remember the first one Denzel walked in and. About eight cats in there. He takes them all out. And then the, the main, I think it was a Russian boss. He, he shot him early. And then at the end, he goes, you're going to die in about 30 seconds. Yeah. He goes, you're going to start. And he sat there and watched him. Yeah. And counted him down. That's Jordan. I, I, I'm talking about in terms of basketball, right? And, Kobe and so too. that's exactly right. That It's not good enough to snipe you from a thousand yards. I got to come over there and let you know I did it, smirk at you, put my Nike on your throat while, while the, all hell's breaking loose and still get out of there and, and be around to be a sniper another day. That's the difference. Hey, Larry Bird was that way. Yeah. Fucking all those guys. And, but I will take nothing away. Number six in L.A. is a freak. Alien talent, as I've mentioned. But you Not can't. Out. Jordan, to me, is... If I'm putting four yeah, guys on yeah, Mount Rushmore, four hundred more games for LeBron. Yeah, Jordan, Gretzky. It's Jordan. It's Gretzky. It's Brady, and Jordan, Gretzky, Brady, and I guess Babe Ruth. The best player I ever saw swing a bat was Bonds, but in my time, and Trout's really good. But you put Willie Mays or Babe Ruth, whatever you decide you Tiger. want to do. Who? Tiger. Yeah, uh, and if you're going golf, it's Woods, right? There's no and and, and Nicholas has an argument, but oh, yeah, no between, doubt. from football and basketball and 
hockey, I'm, I'm not sure there's a ton of argument. But, but you know, LeBron's got some say in it. There's no doubt. But it's Jordan. Jordan. Yeah, no doubt. Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see this, t- this, 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 this West. And then on the East, Boston and Milwaukee are probably, like, good. Nobody's talking about us anymore. Uh, those two teams are going to have to battle it out. Philly, any team with James Harden on it, I'm not a believer. And I think you're wasting Joel Embiid. And he's going to lead the league in scoring, man. The guy's—he's monster. Can do yeah. he does he does it all, but I, I just don't see them yeah. running through. They may—they're going to have enough trouble running through the East, and they get to the gauntlet in the West. Good luck. Yeah, but I'll tell you, Boston's really good, and Tatum has emerged as a full-blown top-shelf star, brother. He can do it all. No, he is. Um... Sean, we got to cut up about fifteen plays here. The way oh, we got it cut okay. up is. We got Chiefs on O, we got Eagles on D, we got Eagles on O, we got Chiefs on D, we got them against different teams. So we can kind of talk about some of them in the low red, high red, uh, how Kansas City can stop the Eagles run game. I kind of married it up together so we can kind of just look at each front so we can kind of compare the two getting heading into Sunday's game. Also... If uh, if everybody wants Sunday morning, we can come on and I have an all red zone cut up that we can actually call it red zone, uh, a Super Bowl red zone uh, live show. We can do it that morning on Sunday. And you know what uh, we should do too, Davey? I didn't mean to interrupt you. Maybe it's a 30-minute show, 15 of it's talking X's and O's, and maybe the other 15, it's just all fans' questions. Whatever yeah, you guys want to do, whatever you guys want to discuss about the game. Yeah. You know, pepper us with whatever you want. You can even put us in football situations. What would you do? What kind of play would you call on a two-point conversion versus man if it decided the game or whatever? We, we're prepared for all that, so it would be be fun. Yeah, this this will be cool with these thirty minutes we got here. I like it. Yeah, no doubt. Um, and by the way, we didn't we don't plan these out. We don't get to talk about it. We Sean and I just bullshitted about every single fucking thing in the in the world from the balloon to basketball to me dunking on Sean and hoop all that happened in the next 30 minutes you, you, know better take, I mean? you better take that shit to the JV team okay take your shit back to the JV be the, be the junior on the JV team you don't come bringing that stuff in here I'll go all Bob McAdoo back in the 70s on your ass man. I told Marcellus today that the, 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 the JV teams the Clippers he loves the Clippers a fucking JV that's the JV team here dude I used to be a season ticket holder to the Clippers yeah, at the, at the pond? At the, at the, yeah, at the, no, at friggin' at the, San Diego? No, when, when they were in L.A., when I left SC, I bought season tickets at. At the Coliseum? Or at the at Sports Arena? Sports Arena, yep. Then they went to the pond in Anaheim. Yes, no? yep, before they got their, their, their the Staples Center. And I, uh, great seats, but they were easy to get. They were <laughs> Because they weren't winning, right? Yeah, but they, so I mean, they drafted it. They had first Elgin Baylor had like eight million first round draft picks, right? Every single year. Hey, was you? Was that the Danny Manning era, or was it Benoit? Well, it was Benjamin? like Ben Benoit Benjamin. Uh, was it Quentin Richardson, or was it Pooh Richardson? Right? That's Pooh Richardson. Pooh Richardson. Pooh Richardson. You know who was C? George Raveling. Yeah. Was a was the USC head coach, right? Yeah. And George left, and I, I actually here's how it went down because I'm, I'm I'm a lifelong Laker fan. Yeah. And Jeannie and I, Jeannie Buss and I have been, you know, the Buss family because Dr. Buss was a big SC guy. And when I was getting recruited, 
he took under the wing. So to make a long story short is Jeannie and I became great friends and have been friends to this day. And I called her up. I said, Hey, what, 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 when I was leaving SC, I said, cause I was living in California in the off season. Right? I said, I want to buy Laker season tickets. And they were at the forum obviously. And she goes, well, Sean, you don't need to buy tickets. Cause you know, my dad, or we, we'll get you to, you don't need to do that. I said, well, just don't have to bug you. She's not bugging. She goes, by the way, when you buy season tickets, you buy them for the arena, you're buying them for a rodeo, you're buying them for a concert. And, yeah. and so, which meant they ain't cheap. Right. Uh, yeah. and when you're just coming out of school and you're a rookie in the NFL, I was like, okay, I get it. I see. She goes, and I said, well, then I'm gonna buy Clipper tickets. And they were a lot easier to get, but George Raveling had taken another job after he left USC. And so his seats were like eight rows, 12 rows up two on the aisle. And I bought those and loved it. I'd go up there all the time, go to, you know, Tommy's. We talked about that after the game, I have a black, go to, go to, uh, where's my place where I get coleslaw, uh, the, the, the uh, that burger? No, right, right downtown. Um, the it's open. To, it's a breakfast place, but it's open all night till like four in the morning. Not far from Staples Center. Um, Are you talking pantry? About, uh, the pantry. You been to the pantry? Yeah, pantries. We go there, whatever, and, and had a blast. But bought those tickets. They're easy to get. So, Jeannie saved me a lot of money. But I, I Laker fan. But it was it was fun to watch because, you know. Yeah, another season ticket holder was you remember George? Is it George Went? You know uh, Norman Cheers. Yeah, he was a big Clipper fan. Yeah, so yeah. I was young. You're, I was young around like, oh, this is really cool. I'm sitting in there, all these, you know, these fans decided. Well, well, Jack Nicholson's a Laker fan. I got all these. I was a nobody, but just played at SC and see these I, guys. I so traveling from time to time. Yeah, uh, George, great dude. Parker, Coach Parker. Yeah, yeah. My buddy of Andre Jones was was their best recruit on that. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah so good people, but I, I liked it. You know, it was fun to people watch. They weren't going to win. You, you, you'd go to games for the opponent, right? You go to watch yeah, the yeah. new team coming in, but it was pretty cool, man. Good times had by all. So, but yeah, you ain't done. You better take that shit back to the JV. You don't want any part of this. Better take that shit back to Esco. Yeah. Oh, come on. You better go fucking play Palomar and Grossmont fucking with me. <laughs> come on. Hey, let me tell you something. You better go talk to Larry Brown and recognize that I'm over there at Pauley Pavilion shooting baseline jumpers on your ass, and you get you up hey, off your feet and one pump fake hey, and then go tomahawk dunk hey, on your ass. Pauley Pavilion used to scare them fucking Trojans, didn't Boy, it? Boy, did it ever. At my recruiting trip, my recruiting trip, uh, they SC and UCLA played, and oh, the game wow. was at Pauley, and it was um, – it was well. That's an unbelievably unique experience, right? Yeah, no that doubt. Really, that was unreal. So, no doubt. fun to watch. Who was the head coach then? Walt Hazard? No, who? I'm trying to think. Think about this. It was in uh, had, had to be. It was 1980. 1980 was wasn't Gene Bartow, was it? Might have been Bartow. Was it? Was it Brown? Oh, I, I take it back. Of course, it was Larry Brown because I just got done saying it because when I went on my UCLA recruiting trip. Yeah, I'm sitting here losing my mind after all these years on my UCLA recruiting trip. I was a dual recruiting trip for football and basketball. I was got got met with Terry Donahue and we had fun. And I spent time with Larry Brown. Still to this day, Larry. I mean, I, I Larry is a one of the all time great coaches ever. Yeah, period. And one of the great people. I love Larry. So we sat down and you know was getting dual recruited by UCLA basketball and football. So I yes, Larry was the coach. When I was getting, when I went there and watched Jesse play, Terry Donnie is unbelievable too. God, God rest his soul. I, Terry, 
Terry and I have been walking around Balboa Island, and he just such a yeah phenomenal. He was a phenomenal, phenomenal human being, right? Phenomenal. Yeah, I hear these stories all day long and say fuck the crowd listening. Um, but look, let's what, get somebody cussing, somebody dogging us out. No, 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 not at all. Uh, I just telling everybody that I don't give a fuck. Uh, I can listen to these stories. Terry Donahue, I grew up as a, a a little kid idolizing that cat, and then shit, Bob Toledo came in and beat SC nine straight times. Sure did, and I can tell you that in UCLA was on the rise, man, and they had some good players, great competition. But those guys over there went to went to USC, dude. I loved. You know, the football team, Homer Smith was the offensive coordinator. I know you know Homer Smith. Oh, man, Homer. Um, he started to turn senile my senior in high school. He started to lose it a little bit, and he was still really good and witty. But, you know, Sean. he had Troy Aikman and yep. all David, those guys. Dave, my, my, my man, David Norrie. You Dave, know, Dave, Dave was there. Norrie Dave Norrie's a buddy. Dave, Dave, you should – I mean, when he did JB, Dave would, would affectionately do Homer Smith. He goes, Sean, I know when you were getting recruited. Now, Sean. Let's get on the board. Let me take now, Sean. Because, you know, Homer was methodical and, yeah. dude, an X's and O's genius, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. dude was so smart. And yeah. David Norrie used to impersonate him. Dude, I was freaking crying. And it was great. But he was there. But Terry Donahue. Hey, Matt Stevens, is he after Matt you? Stevens was there, too. Yeah, Matt was Matt was just Matt was a, a, like a year younger, I think. What about uh, Jim Bond? New, New Heisel was there. Norrie was there. Aikman came in after there. What Robbie about Jim Peter. Bond? I don't, I, I don't, he might've been there, but I don't know Jim. He died. Oh, he did. He was a head coach out in high school. Yeah. Jim Bond played there pretty good, man. He, I think there was two Bond brothers that played at UCLA after okay. Matt Stevens, right in between. Yeah. I, I was, you know, Donnie Rogers and yeah. He's Kenny had just left. I was teammates with him my rookie year in Seattle, but yeah, between coach Brown, Larry Brown and, Terry Donahue, the two phenomenal human beings, man, and great at their craft for sure. All right, well, let's get into it, Mac. I hear these stories all day. I got, we got this cut up. We're gonna break it down. We'll disappear from the screen. You guys can hear us. Sean and I will break this thing down, and you get to see both defenses, both offenses. And Sean, uh, we got this full thing cut up now, so it should be easy to fast forward and rewind um, since it's kind of now off the database and its own cut up. So we'll. We'll get to it. I'm going to make us disappear and break this thing down. Uh, we got the Chiefs on O first, Sean. Uh, this is the Bengals on D, obviously, but this is the Chiefs offense. The next clip we'll show is uh, the Eagles defense. So you can kind of see how to attack the Eagles front and how the Chiefs are going to be able to have success. Do you think they'll – how do you think they'll play, the, you know, J.B.? Mahomes, Sean. Yeah. We're, Pat, we're, we're focusing on Patrick Mahomes, but what were you saying? I was going to say this formation, how you think they'll play this little, little tight. It's not easy. It gets a tackle. It's a, it's really a wing and a tight formation. Uh, another guy would have to cause a bunch. You think with Kelsey play away from a formation like that, flex him out all the time. How often is hand going to be in the dirt against Philadelphia? And or do, you, do you put him opposite or, you, you, or is he part of the bunch? Is he the point guy on the bunch? He's going to do a lot of moving, obviously, so they can't maul him at the line of scrimmage. I, and a lot of most of his routes are run options and bang off him inside and out. I just wonder how much, uh, how multiple formation wise they're going to be against Philadelphia with, you know, that Philadelphia is not going to blitz much. At least they're not going to, they, they haven't had to all year long. 
Yeah, the the blue circle for the night's job for the night's uh, breakdown will be Kelsey will be in blue. Uh, we'll keep him in blue for everybody to know. See, here's what you can't do, JB. For me, I and talk to Seth Joyner about this too. You can't. Well, I, I maybe I'm maybe I'm overthinking it, but every time I the last year after year playoff game after playoff game I see this. I see you allowing the best player not named a quarterback on the field, and that's exactly who he is on either side of the ball. The, the best player on the field who doesn't play quarterback is that guy with the blue circle around him. Yeah. Why are we giving him free run? I saw it against Buffalo in the playoffs last year. I see it constantly. Why aren't they mauling him and trying to take him off the timing point and get him off his mark? How Belichick beat him up in the AFC title game right this year. Right. Why? Even I, I understand if you go small, then he'll he's, he's more physical than you. If you go big, then he, he's too quick for you. But there's got to be a, 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 a the ability to at least clutch and grab a little bit. But you're giving him this. I, I don't really care what you do. He'll catch 12 balls in a game. You can't. I, I don't see how you can give him free run, JB. I would. I, if I don't you do that to me, I'm, I'm going to beat right you. Now. Yeah. I'm telling you right now, Sean, with the wideouts injured and Kansas City not being as explosive as, as they have been on the edge, I am bracketing Kelsey. I'm doubling his ass, and I'm saying throw it to McKinnon. Throw it to Pacheco. Get their asses out there. If you want to start trying to fucking high-low my linebacker by, by free-releasing the back to the flat and making this linebacker right here be the conflict player, then do so. Right. We're going to bracket your ass with a safety down on Kelsey and, and, and do this type of thing. Or we're going to squat the corner for the back, Sean, and play high-low on Kelsey. We can't have this free release right here. On a reg- but I see it all the time, and it's maddening to me because it's like you're just begging him, no matter what they have play called, you're just begging them to for Mahomes and him to play a two-man game like you do in basketball. And another thing, I'll give him, for me, when you're playing zone, like you say, in and out or high-low, I, I can live with four or five-yard catches. I mean, it, 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 if I'm pressed or if I'm in and out in him or at least trying to take him off his mark on a release, I can't give him a free go. I'm not giving him free run. But what I can't live with is giving him so much space there's run after the catch. I can't, I can't, can't do it. I mean, I, I'm telling you right now, if Juju Smith-Schuster beats me in the game, have yes. at it, dude. I, yes. I, you you win. My, yeah, you, go ahead. Two, right? If I come out of this game and these two right here, this is my point. Yes. If if it's a if if they're run that back, please. If they're okay, perfect. If they're playing him at least solid and tough at the line of scrimmage, and and now you're with him to where once he catches, it's catch and tackle. Now look at the spacing, and it's too easy for Mahomes. It's too easy like, for anybody. Mahomes. Doing, I He's have no idea. This wing tight end. Chelsea? Yes. I yeah, don't that's get my it. point. Why why are you worried about that cat? Let that cat beat you. Not this guy. Yeah. And then watch what happens. This is where you die. third and four or first and ten. Bam. Puts his foot in the ground, gets north and south, adds 12 to 15 more yards. And now they're in the red zone area. And you're hosed because, well, he had a free run and it's way too easy. And he's just going to pick a spot to either sit in or run away in if it's man, inside or outside. In a two-man game like this, I have zero idea. But if I'm, if I'm the head coach in this game and I see this one fucking time, I'm going to my coordinator and I'm saying, if I see him free release one more time, 
I'm, I'm firing your ass in the offseason, even Hell though yeah. I wouldn't. You get my point. I wouldn't. Hell you know, yeah. you know what I'm saying. I, I can't. I fire his ass in the game. Right. I can't give him free reign. If you do, I'm telling you right now, the Chiefs will win. If he has free reign, the Chiefs are winning. If they get any stops on defense. Sean, this is a bare front. All right. Two linebackers right here. We got a bare front here. And the Bengals, Hendrickson, the DN here is a fucking legitimate dude. Or this one, whatever it is. They're, he's good. Uh, they got a good nose. The Bengals had good defensive players. They sure do. They don't have the Eagles nine deep rotation at defensive line, though. So I want to focus on this particular deal here. Patrick Mahomes recognizes we have a seven-man front, bare front here, and he knows I got to get the ball out quickly. How to stop that is, Sean, mug Kelsey at the line of scrimmage. Yes. If you're going to be in bare, why the fuck aren't you in one high or zero? Well, in, well, you know what common sense tells me? You should be in zero or single. Whenever you're playing a bare front, that's usually the defense, the, the front ice. I mean, the coverage I see. But right. if they're going to do this, man box. Yeah, I, I, they, they, it makes no. It, there's, it's, it makes no sense. And if you, if you're not going to mug him and he's going to get free reign like that, you can friggin' kiss your defense's ass goodbye because Mahomes will destroy you on that. All right, Sean. So let's take that play we just watched with Patrick Mahomes in the Kansas City offense, and now let's look at this new beast, which is again the same front the Kansas City team just saw against Bengals. This is a bare front with a much better defensive line than the Philadelphia Eagles. So now, guess what you see? Here we go. One high, more traditional bare look. This guy is coming down to guard him in the slot. Backer, backer, one high safety, man, man. And now we have our rushers, right? And, so, and, and what's going to happen? They're going to rush four. You watch. And that guy's going to just peel. If they, One of the guys is going to peel on the back if the back gets out. Let me go back. Oh, what would they play? Let me see something here. Who dropped out the coverage? Yeah, they ran. Oh, no. You know what? And this is on you know, – good point. This is a five-man rush. That's he's got him locked kind of, up. And the safety came down on the, to, to watch how somebody flied. There you go. And the linebacker flies to the back. There you go. Rashad, compare this to the last play. Yeah. Let's, let's just look at the last play real quick here. See the difference in the Eagles' safety? He's yeah. down on the slot, and you got a man-free look. Same front, bare front. Right. And that but linebacker covering the back. That Kelsey's allowed here compared to what you're going to see with the Eagles de defense. See, the safety yeah. on the Eagles came down over over Kelsey. And you know what's crazy about You don't about see this. that on the Bengals now. You, see, you this don't. guy right here is going to come down, and now it's a lot harder for Kelsey. And look it, he's in man now, and he's at least covering him. And here's and here's the interesting thing about this. Go back one more time, JB. They hey, Sean, this guy yeah. that just caught it, I know this is Kittle, but let's just say for shits and giggles, this is Kelsey in this situation. This is that wing guy we were saying beat you with. Right. Let him. So right. let this guy beat you. Uh, the, the, the third tight end, not fucking Kelsey. Right. There's no question about it. And that's McCaffrey in the backfield, and I think this is Juszczyk, the fullback down here, if I'm not mistaken, that they motioned yes. out of here. Yeah, and he just running a straight – go route to run people off but this is something philadelphia may not do a steady diet of i'm talking about bear and rush five because 
they've been getting so much pressure with four all year long. It's a change, and I think part of it is why Brock Purdy's a rookie, right? Come right out yeah. early in the game and show yeah. him this bare front and bring guys off the edge, see how he handles it, and did a nice job uh, getting the ball to, to, to Kittle right now, understood his keys, but they're so good at rushing four. But when they go like this and play this five-man front, two guys standing up and moving around, they're going to give you pressure, and single high is going to give it away. And they'll use that also if they – and they're going to be wide like that. Why? You don't want Mahomes escaping, right, JB? You're trying to force him to yeah. – the truth is you, you, you kind of like him to have to move around in the pocket as opposed to yes. uh, off, off schedule when he throws it. But this is a true – there's a full five-man rush, man across the board, single high safety, and they don't want to blitz much because they do not – now, Kansas City is a different one because – they don't have the weapons right now that they used to have on the edge, just like you mentioned. Yes. So you may see a couple change-up pitches and early pressures to see if if their corners can hold up or if the, if the Chiefs receivers are better than the Eagles' corners. Kelsey in blue. Kelsey in blue. Um, follow Kelsey. He'll take you to the ball, right? Bingo. Kicking out inside. It's going to be interesting to see how how much work Pacheco gets in this football game. I think that is Hilaire, which is he he is back for He's the Super back. Bowl, from yeah. what I understand. Yes, he is. Let me see who that is. Is that Edward Hilaire? Yeah, there you go. Yeah. The former you know LSU first round pick, and he is yeah. back for this game. The question is, I don't care who starts. I want to know who the bell cow is when it going gets tough. Is it going to be him? Pacheco is a runs angry man. It's going to be interesting to see how they do, Spence. They're hell-bent on getting to the quarterback. No doubt. Um, this is against the Raiders early in the year, but this is we're just giving you cut-ups like we're coaching you. We're breaking down Kansas City's offense, and now we're in a three-by-one set. Kelsey yeah, now what, what, is yeah, What, what coverage does that look like, folks? What coverage does that look like? Yeah, man free. Thank you. That's not even Kelsey. That's that other wing tight end. Kelsey's not even in the game. Can't if the Raiders got this. We know the Raiders have two great pass rushers and Max Max Crosby, and they can get to the passer. And they play the they play the Chiefs well sometimes. And and Max gets to the passer quite often. Um, That's a beast. The Eagles though are going to bring this same intensity and pass rush from both angles. They sure are. So, is Mahomes going to be able to do this, Sean, against the Eagles with a hobbled ankle? Can he escape like this, or is he going to have to stay in the friendly confines of this damn pocket? I don't think there's any way he lives there this game. I think now if, he, think if he if he if he can drop back and put his foot in rhythm, I I I think this is what you're going to see a lot of. I mean, it, and that's really? not what people. What people? I'm gonna tell you why. What people have to understand too is that if you're Mahomes, you saw him in the championship game. He limped in between plays with two more weeks. With two weeks to go, there's no way he's not close to 100. percent He's gonna I be. Agree, he's, he ain't outrunning this guy. No, I didn't say. I didn't say he's gonna outrun him. My point is, no, is that. He there he is, and they don't design. I mean, the, the, a lot of these plays you see, unlike Jalen Hurts, when they're going to move him and throw. This is Mahomes. This isn't like, hey, 
let's dash and let's we're going to sprint you right. They may do that on short yardage, but a lot of this is just escaping. He 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 feels comfortable getting out, throwing to his right or his left. Uh, no, I don't think they're going to that they want to live there, but I think the pass rush, I don't think that all the rush is just going to come from the edge. I think they're going to get good push inside too, or at least oh, that's going to be are. part I of agree. it. Yes. And, and so his escape to get himself on the edge, he's probably going to, he's a better East West escaper than a North South. You and I both know it because he knows he can throw the ball from any angle. So I think you're going to see inside push. I don't think he's going to be able to set his feet 35 times in a game is my point. And that he is yeah. going to have to move. Now, the question is, is he 92%, 98%, 88%? I think he's closer to 100% than he's been since the playoffs started, I, you know, since he got hurt. I, I think two weeks. I don't think his ankle is going to have any bearing on his mobility in this game unless he hurts it again. But I think that you're going to see him feel comfortable enough that if he doesn't like it early on in a read – to escape and roll because that he does it as well as anybody in the world right now. Sean, we got to reduce, we got to reduce formation here. Um, people don't realize we got a guy that's reduction down. He's down here tight. We all, we, as, as defenders now, as a play caller, we know he's probably not breaking inside because we have danger players sitting here like him. him. Too compact to break inside unless it was a shallow crosser or a mesh play. To so get we're to the other side of the field here. Right. And to me, it blows my mind that we continue to break down film every week. Sean and I, and we've watched the Tampa Bay Buccaneers be as unsound as we've ever seen an NFL D coordinator. Look, we've been, we've been, we've seen these teams, Sean, I can't for my, for the love of me, this, this, this NFL coordinator and NFL team, why the fuck are we sitting inside a stack type formation with a corner when we know there ain't shit but going vertical or outbreaking route? I don't and eight this. yards, eight yards off the ball into the boundary for the most I part. Don't I fucking, mean, no, why is he not right here? I have no idea. I, 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 it blows my fucking mind. It's too easy. And look at that. Just it's so it's one, two, three. It's simple pitch and catch and and an under front to I mean, you said a, a tight formation and. Eagles in an under front. I don't know what he's doing and why he's not wide two yards to shade him outside. He should be at the top of the numbers sitting on the four or on the Z. That's now, where he Sean, should be. If this is you and I are breaking this down, we're the play callers this weekend for Kansas City. Yep. I'm telling Mahomes, we're going to put Travis Kelsey right here. Yes. And you're going to work the fuck out of this guy right here with Travis Kelsey to a free access, no outside backer, no safety, no nub, nothing. We are going to run the piss out of this option route right here on this yellow key. And he, and it'll be simple. If he feels it's zone, he's going to push up, turn inside, and show his numbers depending on leverage. If it's man, he's going to do this. Stop right now. Right, that's it. And, right, right. If it's third and four, he's he going to pull stop. up right there and sit. And he's going to pump it to him, and he's going to turn and get vertical. Or he if can he, work if, out, right? That, that's exactly right. And if he can run a comeback, right? He can do anything right here. Anything he wants on with this leverage, this far inside, he's going to do exactly what you just saw. But Brandon Ayuk do push up, roll into it. Mahomes is going to catch, take three quick, and throw or or catch and release, and throw him one right there on a on a without a hitch, and going to catch it and give him space and get it to him soon enough to where Kelsey. And put his foot in the ground and get up and get north and south. That's just boom, boom, out. And Sean, 
if if another just thinking outside and letting everyone now the novice fan understand something if my d-line is as good as the eagles are yep and i can get you pressure yep i am going to play bump and run press every fucking snap because i'm not allowing you to throw the ball quick because that is why we have a great d-line don't allow the ball to be coming out quick and negate my d-line you know what screens do sean Screens invite quick and athletic D linemen to the quarterback just to have a hard on and don't get to bust that motherfucker, right? Right. We got we get to the queue and ah, he gets the ball out. We just wasted energy, 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 and that's how you wear down great D lines. And then you start pounding them with the run because they're standing up and they're tired and they're and they're frustrated. And you know another thing with JB, you make a good point is when you press them and get after them and with Kelsey and not giving them a free reign and then the quick game where the ball comes out quickly. Folks, when we talk about taking people off their mark, think about how easy it is to get you your three-step strength slant or your quick out. The quarterback, watch, just watch, watch Purdy's rhythm. Boom. He goes, he takes like one and a hop, but he's not taking a reset or a hitch. He's waiting and the ball's coming out. You can't get to him. So if I'm pressed with that, now he's got to fight his way through trouble at the line of scrimmage or Kelsey. And now guess what Purdy's got to do? He's got to hold that ball a little longer and hold his water or take a reset. And if he has to take a reset, he's got to come off that. He'll have to come off that because then in the quick game, they're going to be back in your face. So you can't continue to give people, especially the best, hell, you could even call them as good a receiver as we have. The guy's a tight end, but he – can it catch 130 balls or whatever it is? You can't give him that kind of space because he's always getting vertical once he catches the ball. There's run after the catch. You've got to take him off his mark so they're not throwing in rhythm. And and then you've got to plaster him wherever he goes because Mahomes will find him on the scramble. Now, Sean, we're going to transition real quick for the last few minutes, Go getting over here to Kansas City's defense, which is which is no slouch, by the way. They have Chris Jones. They've got good pass rushers. Now they have five rookies playing on this defense. Five rookies, three in the secondary. This is where it can either be great because Jalen Hurts doesn't throw the ball well enough, or it can be the detriment and they don't understand their keys and an RPO or a play action gets them to beat deep, right? There There is a pro and a con versus playing rookies in the NFL, Sean, as you know better than anybody, this is where we want to go. Jalen Hurts, I guarantee it, in his scouting report, those rookies are circled, are they not? Absolutely. Come on now. And not that they're circled, they're asterisked, and they're say, we're go- I-, I can already tell you what's going to happen, JB, and you and I both know this. If they find themselves getting the, the, on the edge – the Kansas City decides to play some man on the edge, right? Because they want to bring a body down for the run game, right? And play single high. You and I both know within the first two series, they are either going to run play action or they're going to take a shot just to see. And if nothing else, you back them off so you can get back to running some, you know, some underneath quick game and slant game. But the, the, the difference in this and the other one, when you stop Kansas City, you got to stop. When you go into the game, JB, we, we all know everybody says stop run, right? If you're stopping the Chiefs, what are they saying? Kelsey and Mahomes cannot have a field day. At least that's the goal. If they do, you're, you're, you may be shit out of luck. On the other side of it is, if you're just going by what you see optics and what they tell you right now, 
that if Jalen Hurts throws for 340 in this game and beats you that way, tip your hat to him. He's a, he's a hell of a player, but you can't let – the Kansas City's first thought with Spagnuolo is definitely we have got to slow down that the read game and the quarterback run as well as the run in the backfield because they do it so well. And it is you, – you just have to. So And they are going to test them. JB, and you're right. They When we – when we circle them or asterisk them, when the coach, you know how the coach stands up, the coordinator will stand up, the offense coordinator in front of the whole offense and say, the, when we have installation the very first day, game planning, and here's the tendencies, and yep. they will stand up there and say, these two cats are rookies. These three yep. guys are rookies. We are sometime in the first quarter taking a shot yep. to see how they respond either off play action that or off, that's exactly right, or even not just the edge corner, the, the outside corners, but we are going to flag and, you know, flash fl- uh, play action in there. We're going to see if somebody wants to get nosy and then we're going to run a, you know, a lean on the, a lean and, and big post over the top or the stutter go off play action to see if the safety gets nosy because he wants to come down and jump in and get involved in the run game. Keep an eye on that because if they don't take a shot early in the game, then they didn't watch the same game plan Shane Steichen didn't watch what you and I saw. I expect it, and I expect it early to attack and see if the rookies hold up in the pass game and how nosy they are in the run game. Uh, let me let me say this too, Sean. This is what a lot of people aren't thinking about. I would run the fuck out of the football at those rookie corners. Yes. I would run the ball. Make these rookies tackle me so now they don't know if my guys are stock blocking their ass or double moving their ass. Right, and get to that edge, and they got enough speed to do it. And, and if it's Hurts getting to the edge, that's a big-ass dude. That, that, that's 225 pounds of grown-ass man. And, you know, Miles Sanders can get to the edge. I'm with you. And, and then all of a sudden you come down because you're off and you say, oh, they're running this, and they, they, they're getting outside. And you come down in that stock block where you boom, 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 and stutter him and boom, run right by him. That's home run ability. There will be shots, and if you want to call them trick plays, taken by both teams in this game. Hell, Kansas City lives there. They'll do two or three of them. But the, the, the Philadelphia Eagles will have something for them to get after the rookies in the run and pass game. It's a hell of a point. And, and here's Kansas City on offense again. This is San Francisco. No, I know. I'm just talking really? about Oh, yeah. Right. This is this is us breaking down the Eagles defense that's right. going to play Kansas City on offense here. And this is similar offense. Kansas City and, and Andy Reid are very similar in what they do uh, with the 49ers. So just so you know, you'll see a lot of the same action. This is where Purdy got hurt, I believe, isn't it? Yeah, or this he, is where he, he had already been hurt. This is Johnson already in the game. So Johnson gets put out right here with a concussion. Yeah, this is the one Purdy gone out. This is Why what – Look at this back. This play on here, shot because you've already knocked out Purdy. Now you're about to knock out their second QB. I saw Mariucci today talking on Pat McAfee about the NFL needing allowed to allow three quarterbacks on a roster because of this. How bad would a Super Bowl be without a quarterback in the game and we're having to run wildcat offense because we're down to our note. We don't have any quarterback. This is the we can't allow this as Kansas City or we are going to be shit up the creek here with no paddle oh, if these wild. guys get free run on our QB on Mahomes who's already hobbled. Look at that. He I mean you, the the receiver doesn't get down to cut him off. The the motion guy to come and seal doesn't get to him. You know to 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 chip him or knock him out and so the quarterback can I mean right here coming down and trying to get to the flat and block he can't he can't get to him. And there's who is that Kittle and he's one of the best in the league at doing that, right? So they get free run like that, man. 
Oof. And you sure as hell don't want Mahomes, even though Chad Henney's, you know, a, a, a good backup to have and been in the league a long time. You need 15 on the field, and you were right, so is Mariucci. The NFL's biggest nightmare would be to have a third or no third quarterback in a game, and you had to play a wide receiver running back at quarterback. That would be that the rule would change at halftime. I can tell you, you asked that yeah. right now. Sean, now if he has clean pocket like this uh, versus the Eagles, which I don't know if he'll have, right. he's got to make sure he makes these throws, right? You cannot oh, miss these throws if you're in clean pocket. That is such a great point. And it, JB, you know this. How often in, in football, if we throw 40 times, do we get drop back set and set your feet? I know for some, it may feel like it's a lot of time. It, it, it really, I mean, this doesn't happen where it's this clean where you can see the whole thing and you got a lot, look at all that vision. And yeah. that's that, in the NFL, that's big separation right there where he's throwing right there, JB. That's two and a half yards of separation. And at the top, that's almost five yards. That is, that's not the normal coffee can size windows that we got to throw to on Sundays. And he you're exactly right. He has got to make the common play, Jabe, which we know he makes the uncommon play look common. This is where he's got – look how wide he gets on this. So he's such a good thrower, but look yeah. how wide his lower half is. So he's going to – you know, him dropping out of slot doesn't matter, but he's so – We can't be over like that. We can't overstride like that. And then we got a, we got a, we got an off-arm out here. Yep. It's just we're so far gated here. He's just fortunately so skilled, but that's the one he can't miss because if you get four or five of those a game, JB, we're talking eight to ten plays is the difference in a game. That's a first down, and you get through it. He, These are the ones, the common play he has to make because Philly will make the common play. Mahomes Sean, is so great at the uncommon play. Versus Kelsey. Two motherfuckers. The on whole you. time. Yeah. The whole friggin' time. Yes. Now, now he's in, and he's going to leak late. And I'll be damned, he almost he almost ran away from it. But you and, and when he's sitting there, you can't play it passive aggressive. Somebody's got to thump his ass and make sure that because then then their combat will be what, JB? They'll start moving him, right? Yeah. They'll start motioning to get him a free to try and get some separation on the motion to get him off the ball. Yeah. <sighs> I'm really intrigued with this game, even though you know two number ones, because there's so many factors. I don't think Kansas City can win if Mahomes plays average. I actually think Philly can win if Jalen Hurts isn't with, with the MVP. That, right. Because they can run the football with, exactly with, with right. Hurts' feet. He doesn't have to use his arm like Mahomes has to use his arm. That's exactly right. It, it, you got a little action here. Burrow does a great job stepping up, but this is against rookie coverage. And if you got A.J. Brown or Devontae Smith here, this, this, this is Tyler Boyd catching this. If that's AJ or, or Smith, this could be house call. One more time at the top, folks. And if they get this coverage now, what I want you to be alert for, and just so you understand, we call this two man. Freeze it right when they when they hop underneath and trail JB on the outside in the slot. When they they got two over the top, so two man is we got we're gonna play over the top help, and then they're gonna they're gonna rush their four, and then they're gonna play underneath. Normally they are gonna trail or run side by side with with, with everybody. Why help over the top? What the way you kill two man is crossers, picks, run away horizontally. The way you kill, you know, regular man, you can get by him if the single high safety. Yes, you run deep overs, picks, uh, you know, where you're crossing because you're running away with those guys trailing. Now there's separation. The the vertical routes versus two man 
are very, very hard to stick in. So it's two-man, and here's the other problem. There's only one guy on the field. Freeze it right there. There is one guy on the field in two-man that has nobody covering him. All these guys, they're going to get off. They're going to hit him hard. Then they'll end up trailing. See up here at the top in the slot? You see, see where the, the, the they're running side by side or even trailing because they know they got hope, help over the top. Linebackers out running with the back. The safeties are 20 yards deep, and if you run up in the hole, they're going to turn and get to their half of the field. There's one dude on here, and the dude that has this coverage and is not covered is as good as anybody in the league at doing it. It's that guy right there. That If he sees two-man and does not like crossers or whatever route combo they have, he's going to put his foot in the ground and be fine. By the time they see him, he's going to be around the 22-yard line. Touchdown. Yes, sir. If you put it this way, guys, if, if you're listening, if I could call it right now and I said, I'm anticipating when we cross a 50, they love to play two-man, let's say. So what you'd say is you'd call a two-man beater, so you'd run mesh crossers with a dig and over the mesh and the crossers to get some space. And you'd tell uh, Jalen, if you don't like it, they're going to, and we'd run our back on a swing route or motion him on a, to get out. So the linebackers out and tell him, if you don't like that quick mesh or over route where they're picking, put your foot in the ground, take a hitch and haul ass. Cause you'll have nothing but real estate. John, there's no way in the world you can run two man versus Jalen Hurts. If Not they this. run, if, listen, if they run two snaps of two man, my head will explode. They can't. There's, Th- no, there's no friggin' way. Now, Joe Burrow's a no Joe way. Burrow's an efficient quarterback, an efficient runner. Joe can run, and he'll yeah. do this. Joe can kill you throwing a football. Yeah. But there's a big difference because Jalen Hurts. You play two man and you start turning and running, he'll rush for 60 yards and beat you and then run your ass over in the secondary. So this is the guy, Sean, we're talking about. That backer right there, circle on. is taking that running back to the flat. And what it does is it opens up a sieve for Jalen Hurts to run the ball down if it's two man. If you get two man, you're gonna have look at that. Jalen Hurts scores a fucking touchdown. Push, push, push the frame, push the frame. Push the frame two more frames ahead. Like, keep going just and freeze it right. Now, freeze. There's nobody in the picture screen, folks. Joe Burrow gets 25 if he runs it here. Jalen yeah. Hurts is Jalen Hurts getting 40. Yeah. I'm just telling you, if you, if, if Steve Spagnola comes and said, let's surprise him with two man, and they've got a two man beater or, or, or they're make sure the back's clearing and you've got an opportunity to run, you, you're exactly, JB, you can't. Matter of fact, going to the game this week, you got to, you know, when you go in and say, here's some things we're not doing, two man's not in our package this week because we can, we cannot allow him to kill us with his feet and average 18 yards of carry. And two man, he will destroy it because nobody's staring at the quarterback and the only guy on the field that doesn't have anybody covering him. And he's the best runner on the field. No matter who the running backs are, this dude at quarterback for Philly is as good as any of them running the football. This right here, Sean, if you do it against Frisco, we got to see. We're going to watch the next play, and we'll get to Hector's question. We'll take some questions after this. We're going to get to this. We broke this play down, me and Matt McChesney, down this morning. The key, Sean, is this guy. That linebacker right there for Kansas City and that linebacker right here for Kansas City is going to have to read their keys and stay patient to the box. What I mean is they're going to have to stay patient to the run game because – these guys are unbelievable up front. Yep. And if these linebackers, which you'll see, you'll see 54 here for Frisco, 
he gets nosy and he starts to exit the box because of the fact that this guy, Jalen Hurts, is a threat running the football. Watch the linebacker 54 and watch Jalen Hurts. He's trying to beat Jalen Hurts to the spot. Look at that. He's worried about Jalen Hurts. That's why, Sean, we got to coach Jalen Hurts up and make sure he carries that right now and really pull that linebacker. If this linebacker did what he did with lazy-ass job by Hurts, I would have marked Hurts down. He would have got an absolute minus in in the next day when I graded the film out because you didn't carry out your fake and pull that backer more. You can't. Which you're going to have to do against Kansas City. Yeah, and you cannot get caught watching. See, Stan, you can't. You have got to treat it as if you're in the middle Imagine. of the field. And you got to get caught. Imagine he's what got he does if he full-on carries that with arm action. And yeah. look what 54 is doing already. But if Kansas City – 54 has to play the run, Sean, and you're going to have to add secondary players for Jalen Hurts. You well, can't escape. You can't lose a linebacker to handle Jalen Hurts. You've got to deal with Jalen Hurts with secondary players. Right. Keep it right there. That, that Now, folks, just so you understand, 54 is the best inside linebacker in football. That's Fred Taylor. I mean, that's uh, that's Fred uh, – uh, what am I saying? Warner. That, that's um, – Warner. Yeah, Fred Warner. Thank you. Um, think of running back and Jack Fred Warner, number twenty nine is a Pro Bowler, and that's Hufanga. And he see he is coming down to, to to help. So Fred got you. You mentioned it. His Fred's assignment wasn't to get wide. They already had it outside contained. Two guys. Fred he's was two. That right that's that's his, he's got to, he's got to fit that gap. That's exactly right. He got a little he got a little over aggressive and carried away. And Jalen didn't make one move to hold him on the edge. And that's the best inside linebacker in the league. And look what happened. So Kansas City's watched this tape, I guarantee you, and say, listen, especially in this red zone, you have got to hold your water and stay in your lane and get to your gap, and you got to fit in there. And that's why they were bringing Hufanga down, and Kansas City will have to do the same thing with one of their safeties. And Jalen has to be better at pressing the edge after that hand and not get caught watching the back run, or they will start to say in the red zone he's not carrying it out. Focus on him second. And Sean, we, very and similar. Good eyes. Yep. Very similar situation. Same offensive set the Philly just ran against the Niners. Same front that the Niners just ran for the most part without the second backer. But can the reason I'm showing this tape, can Kansas City do this consistently versus the O-line you just saw run a textbook scheme inside zone play for a touchdown. Which by most accounts, many think that Philadelphia's got the best line in the league. Now that, if a Chris Jones or somebody like that, and that is Chris Jones, gets that penetration, you want to, you want to know the best way to stop any run game? Is not just Chris Jones, but but create a new line of scrimmage in the backfield, just like like he's doing. Now that that that'll that'll cause a lot of problems and you don't want to be on second and 14. So that right there is how you your answer inside push run their ass back into the to the backfield that's a whole different ball game that is one hell of a play by 95 look at that he's Indeed. at times unblockable jb he really yeah, is he is yeah that's that's just friggin monster football play right there We'll go one more Eagles offensive play. 
Uh, this is going to be what they'll do against Kansas City. Very similar defense to Giants run versus Kansas City. This is why we picked these teams. Uh, the Giants in Kansas City, both Spagnola guys, Wayne uh, Martindale and, and Martindale, yep. Three. Yep. So it's very similar on defense. Um, this is going to. This is what you can expect against five rookies in the secondary for Kansas City. Can we catch them nosy, like Sean said earlier, and catch them over the top, similar to this versus rookie secondary play? Exactly right. And climbing the ladder, getting there, and this is a no wasted motion drop shot. And those are the big plays that, and Devontae's got that kind of speed to push that next envelope in that second and third level. And they will take some shots against young receivers in this league game. Just like you said, defensively, discipline, you better fill your gap on defense if you're Kansas City. And you also better be alert for nosy's easy to do because it's a Super Bowl and nerves are going to be flying. That's why I like to take early shots, JB, against young players. Because they're they're feeling their way through it too, and scared to death, just like everybody else is. It's walking into that game real quick. I asked Emmett Smith this morning. I said, "What was it like your first Super Bowl night before and the day of?" He said, "Sean, I said, how were your nerves? You know, because Emmett's so poised, right?" He said, "By the third Super Bowl, he goes, I had to ask myself during warm up why I got no why there's no nerves, why why I got no butterflies." He said, "Because now by the third time." And we were prepared to study. He goes, but I, I, it was different because I'd, I'd seen this movie before. He said the first one, he said out there, he goes, you know, to the point where the butterflies are so bad, you know, you almost want to hyperventilate. I, I, that's my word that I use for him. But he said it was it was brutal. And then you go out there and play and get rolling and you win a Super Bowl. But you would listen, it's only human nature. Everybody's going to have that flow. And if you don't, then you probably you're probably not. And there's a lot of guys in this game on the other side of the field that haven't been in this game, right? Jalen Hurts is one of them. Uh, some of the, I mean, some of the defenders. So you're, you're, you're saying, well, and I don't know how many are still left over from the original team, What maybe Fletcher Cox, Brandon Ingram. Yeah. Is it Brandon Ingram? Um, you know, on the, the, in the front seven, how many guys on both sides of the ball for Philadelphia, but to the, the team that can settle in quickest and to that advantage, Kansas city's got the advantage because this will be the third time. Right. So I, uh, in the last four years, getting to this Super Bowl. So, yeah, I, I found it interesting. Even the great Emmett Smith, you know, you get nerves. And when it's your first one, because you never know if you're going back and you, one thing no player wants to do is let your teammates down and choke on, on football's biggest stage. And there will be somebody who, who, who can't quite, Seth Joyner was saying this the other, early in the week. I told him, I asked him, I said, somebody's going to make a play that, we don't talk much about and be a big time player and somebody or two are going to, the stage is going to get too big for them at some point. Well, I don't know what position or where, but you know, JB it's happening. It always does. And hey, Nick Bosa just got uh, defensive uh, player of the year. Good for him. Um, Good for him. I got some questions. Um, let's get, let's answer a few before we get out of here. And then we're going to come back to you guys Sunday morning, Sean, what time do you think? Uh, what time are you thinking? Well, like maybe 11 o'clock my time, nine your time. Yeah, that'd be perfect because I'll be smoking some big brisket ass. Yeah, bitch. I'm getting after it. Do you put mustard on your brisket, I hope, don't you? Hey, I put some mustard, Dijon mustard with yes. oil. And then I also inject my brisket overnight, and then I'm going to slow cook that bit for probably seven, eight hours. Yeah, you put all that, you put that night mustard base on, I mean, on top of it, right? Nice, healthy. 
Dijon and then put that. Put I, also, that I also put salt. honey in the binder. Oh, do you really? Yeah. yeah. That big, that big ass brisket, man. That mustard adds some flavor to it, doesn't it? Hell yeah. Dude. A little spice to it. Yes. Uh, all right. What would the path be based on the film we just watched? What are the keys to victory for both teams? Question one by Hector. Also, if we were calling the plays for each team, what part of the field would we attack based on what we just watched and showed? I'll get up and do a deal, Sean. I'll get up on the board. Uh, I'll show you kind of walk me through the questions. Uh, this will be the first question. I'll put it across the board there. You can read it. Uh, what, what would be the victory, the key to victory? Let's write them up. Um, if you can hear me when I get over here. Yeah, okay, so. You kind of talk me through it, Sean. We'll put the Eagles first. Okay, we'll Eagles, the question is uh, on the breakdown thus far, and I've, I've we both have looked at a lot of a lot of tape and Eagles and Chiefs, even not just on this show. I mean, I see a lot of it, and all season long, I've seen a, a bunch of both a bunch of bunch of snaps and games for both of these teams. Um, the path to victory for each team for Philadelphia one is they have to be successful in the run game, and that's. Uh, the, let me start with being a coach, Sean. Can you see me? Yeah, I got you. How about we start here? To me. I believe this key is right here. Whoever wins this battle will win the game. Time of possession. I believe that the Chiefs have to keep the Eagles off the football field if their O-line is indeed as dominant as we think. And for the Eagles, I, ha I have to say, we have to keep Mahomes off the field. Yep, that and, that, and, so, and that's perfect, JB. And I'll tell you what I think along with that is – I think time of possession is far more important for the Eagles than it is for the Chiefs. Two both ways you're talking. Why? Limit possessions for Mahomes and shorten the game for Philadelphia. And if they're holding on to the ball, what does that mean? They are in rhythm running it. So they both they, they tie together because I know this. Kansas City is like a Big 12 team. Their ass can go down to score in three plays. Yeah. You want you want Philadelphia methodical 12 plays, 75 yards, four of those in the game. Yeah. Kansas City doesn't really give a shit. They'll right. score from any they'll score from the locker room. But what you do by possessing the football, if you're the Eagles, a lot is you limit from like, let's say you're getting 65 to 68 plays normally or whatever it is, JB, and you cut that down to 55 to 58. That's possibly that's a drive and or a touchdown or ten points for Kansas City normally. Yes. Yeah, time of possession heavy favorite if uh, if they can possess the ball and limit possessions for Kansas City. Eagles must win that. Secondly, Sean, I I'll give you one and you give me yours. I say limit turnovers. Uh, that's all. That, that that's like the out. That's like Jordan being the goat or Brady. Right? If you if you win the turnover battle, you got a legitimate chance. To win the game, always. Okay, I'm gonna give you another one that I. It's a stat I live by, and if you go back and check every the statistic in every NFL game this year, if somebody wants to do that because you're as nuts as I am and as nuts as JB is about football, and you look at each week and say, okay, attempts in the run game, fuck the yards. I don't, I don't care if it's if it's eight carries for 100 yards if it's 28 carries for 90 yards 
the majority overwhelming statistic, overwhelming statistic is attempts, carries. If it's two yards of carry, not. If, if Kansas City rushes the ball 44 times like they did against the Giants, the Chiefs are not winning this game, period. Right. So they'll be, t- and, and the, now the Chiefs at times, because they throw it so much, and I know people say, well, of course that's the way it is. The team that runs it wins. All-. No, because you could actually have a bunch of attempts and turn the ball over in the passing game three times. It's been an overwhelming statistic for years in the NFL. I'm just telling you. Now, there's always the aberration weekly. If there's 16 games the first five weeks, I'm just telling you, 12 of them, the team that rushes the ball the most attempts is winning. Go look at Kyle Shanahan's record as a 49er when he wins the rushing attempts in a football game. Matriculation. That damn right. So attempts in this game. Now, there may be the outlier because it's the Chiefs and Mahomes and the way they throw it. And they throw an extension of the run game, but I'm just telling you by, by screens and all that and slow screens, attempts are an overwhelming statistic. Good one. Limit turnovers, running attempts. I think both I think Buffalo, that's what hurt them. Buffalo should have ran the ball. Uh, Cincinnati should have kept running the football, regardless if they ran for 30 yards, run the ball. That's exactly um, right. All right, third thing, key to victory for the Eagles and the Chiefs. Um, in your opinion, I believe it's third down conversion percentage. They have to win on third down. I'm going to go the other way. Another one with that for me, you can add, is I, I if you're smart, you don't kick field goals in the red zone. Red I, what I mean, yeah, red zone production. Um, you can't swap threes for sixes. You must win the red zone game. I got. I, I agree. I agree. Uh, one more. One more for you. Uh, what do you want to do? Um, the fourth one here. There's so many different ones. I, I mean, honestly, I believe special teams is going to be a key factor in this. As far as are they going to be able to flip the field in the punt game and on the kick return game with Pacheco back there, McKinnon uh, on the other side, uh, who, who the Eagles return the football with. Field possession, field position will be critical in this game with the two high high power offenses. Yeah, the mo- and it, and the most under talk thing. Go go watch your hot take local national your their national shows during the week on football, and they'll mention special teams about three times. Yeah. And special teams will be a monster on Sunday. Block kick, block punt, uh, shanked punt. A snap hook field goal, you know, all those things. I'm going to give you one more, Coach. I'm going to give you one more, Sean. Sirianni, rookie coach in this big game. He's an Andy Reid guy. Andy Reid fired him. He's got a lot of he got a lot of animosity. It seems like built up against Andy Reid because he didn't give him a chance. Um, there's all these outliers. Sirianni has to wait. Has to keep calm. And not try to do too much because he's so overzealous. Because Andy Reid is as calm as collected as he gets. He's not going to do that. Sirianni can't go for it on fourth down inside their own area. He can't do a tricky-dicky play trying to get one over because he has a animosity versus the other head coach. And, and you know, Andy Reid's the easiest guy in the world to like, okay? I'm telling you, if you take that animosity, excuse me, into this game – and let it emotionally grab you around the throat. 
you'll get beat. Now they've got a, and Sirianni and, and Gannon and Shane Steichen. It's hell of a coaching staff. Advantage Andy Reid for a lot of reasons because Andy's not going to get caught up into the emotion of the game. He never does. Uh, he's just going to call plays, and I think he's the best play caller in the league. But needless to say, here's another thing about that, JB, and it's a really good point by you, is what happens, too, is what does Andy Reid do better than anybody? They'll run a shovel pass to Kelsey on fourth and two at the five-yard line for a touchdown. What can happen is you get caught up in wanting to do the same thing and match them tricky, you know, pull the old Dickham play, and it fails on you. You do. It's like watching the score, but you don't need to worry about what Andy Reid's calling. That's what they live by. Don't get caught up in the emotion of matching them. Oh, they did this. Well, watch what we can do. And because Andy's three for three on third downs or fourth downs, doesn't mean you got to take points off the board to go for it. You cannot get caught up into trying to outcoach Andy Reid because, in truth, very few do. And I'm going to tell you, Andy Reid's record out of a bye week, and this is in essence a bye week because the, you got home field advantage. I mean, because of the Super Bowl, he's like almost it's like 30 and 14. Whatever, it's an overwhelming statistic, like 24 and eight, um, 28 and six, something like that. I could look it up now, but I'm not going to mess with. But coming out, when you get give him a bye week or an extra week to play, Andy Reid is as good as we've ever had in the history of football coming out of the rest in a bye week. No question. He's been, been great. Um, okay, what's the next question? Oh, we got the Chiefs now. Is that the keys for them? Is that what you're putting up? No. What's the question on the board there? It says uh, – well, Okay, if you were calling the plays for each team – what part of, when he says what part of the field is he talking about the depth like first level second level a certain player a right side is he is he discussing via the pass game the run game or, I, I mean, I think just where, where would we attack it as play callers where, based on what we just watched I, I believe how would I how would I attack the defense to win the game is that what you're saying as a coordinator yes. okay yes. got you okay oh I would say we're gonna take advantage of the rookies if we're Philly. And we're going to take it back to the zone. If it's cover two man, we're going to allow Hertz to use his feet. We already know that as far as play calling. So we're looking for two man. If we're Eagles, we're looking for bear against the defense of the Eagles. If we're Kansas City, we're looking for a bear front, cover one. And against a bear front, cover one, John, what is the vulnerability of that defense? The flat. We got to get the ball to the flat and get it to the flat often and early and make guys chase. Um, that is number one in the, as far as where we're going to attack against this bare front. And we can also hit the seams. But against cover two man, if we're Philly, Hurts is going to be the key, the key factor here of beating them with their feet. So Kansas City defense, attack the flat, get those rookies to come up so we can hit them over the top. And against the Eagles, we get we get – Bear cover one, I believe Mahomes, uh, Mahomes in the Kansas City offense going to have to look for Kelsey and the mismatch. I think, and in this game, I think you're going to, I believe, if I'm the coordinator for both teams, I believe the Chiefs are going to play far more single high, if there is, than the Philadelphia Eagles because they have to and because of the threat of the run game. And having an extra man down, and I believe the 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 Philadelphia Eagles will spend more time 
with help over the top, even though the Chiefs receivers are not uh, are not the the biggest. They're, they're not as good as Philadelphia's receivers, and that's why big plays can happen on the perimeter. You're you're, you're Steve Spagnuolo. You're living on the edge because they are a dual threat team, and I think you're going to have help. But I think the Eagles are going to spend time believing they can get pressure on Mahomes. At least they're going to test it early to see if four guys can get to the quarterback. I'll tell you another key, JB. You don't have to write this one down. Within that, if I'm the Philadelphia Eagles, I'm game planning on my first 15 plays. I'm I'm giving them 15 different formations. I need to find out how they're going to play me, and I need to do it early. And both teams will, but it's not the play necessarily. Hell, I don't care if you call five plays is all but with 15 or 12 different, you know what I'm saying? I want to formation you and motion you and shift you to death to find out early what we're going to see. And then once I know that, and I do believe in this game, I know they're going to run it. I got a, a, a big time gut feeling that you talked about the ego and pride of the Eagles. I don't think they're going to come right out and try to run it down your throat. I think they're going all Georgia on them. I think they're going to try to do what Georgia does and what, Todd Munkin does. I think they're going to throw to set up the run early in this game. I think I, I won't be shocked at the first 10 plays. They've thrown at six of them. I, I, I honestly. And then, okay, here's how they're playing coverage. Now we've put a little bit of fear in you because Devontae and AJ are really good. Now let's see, mix in with some play action. Now let's see how you handle us getting in the run game. I think you're going to see a similar, uh, not play calling, but a similar approach on pass to set up the run by Philadelphia early in this game to test the uh, young players in the secondary, the back end for, for Kansas city. Yeah, I agree. Um, I would. I, and he's asking, that's what I would do. I, I would listen. You have to trust Jalen hurts. If you're Shane Steichen, you absolutely have to, he's poised. He's not going to get rattled. The kid, if he makes a mistake, he'll be fine. But I got, and it, I don't care if it's a slant. I don't care if it's sprinting him out and throwing to the flat. I, I, I want him to feel, I want him to feel good and relaxed going in, and then get into it. What you don't want is three runs, and Kansas City knows you're going to run it, and you go bingo, bango, bongo, and you punt, and they get the ball at the 35, and in six plays, Mahomes has him in the end zone. Not that the game's over, but that's not the start you want. I'm going to stretch him out, and then I'm going to hammer him in the run game. If I was calling plays. Uh, we would open up with a bunch of formations, and we would throw the ball early, and I'd come out of the gate three, four, five throws in a row to see how you deal with it. No, I agree. Um, I agree. I think it's going to be <sighs> – Sean, I have a funny feeling this game may be lower scoring than people think. I'm taking the under. I already. It's at 51 or 51 and a half. I've already, I'm, I'm already getting prepared to bet it. I'm ta- now, I think it's going to push it. But this game's in the 20s. This, this game is not in the 30s. This game's staying in the 20s. And I'm taking uh, – you're damn right my hair is flawless, brother. Damn right. Don't don't distract the look. How's my how's my lettuce look today, by the way? Shit. I mean, well, um, look at this. It looks like – goddamn, look at that top piece right there. It's got to be seven inches off the ground. Oh, dude, it's, and it's all over the place. Now, when I gel it up with some uh, bed head, my modeling career – Friggin' explodes on the scene. See the headset's getting in the way of my my of my shit. My shit's tighter than mouse nuts, dude. Okay, I think my computer's freezing, man. Yeah, you you look like you're 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 
you're gritting your teeth, ready to go. You got that mouth open. Yeah, you're frozen right there. But I will tell you, um, what were we saying? Would you ask me? Fuck, before I don't my know. hair. No, before the hair. What, no, before the hair. I mean, I, we, we got, I got. Uh, you got well, fat hoes. You like yeah, fat? No, hoes. I, no, I got caught up in, in the hype about the hair, and I forgot what I was saying about. Uh, we're totally frozen about football. I'm. I see me moving. Am I, am I frozen too? No, on me, on my end, yeah. I don't know why I'm frozen, dude. So what the hell? Yeah, my hair is like Yuli Guriel, man. It sits up there on top, especially when it's gelled up. But I'm trying to remember what I was getting ready to say before we were talking about my hair. It was football-related. Was it the game? Well, oh, low scoring. I'm taking the under, JB. The under. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking the under. I think this is like a 27-23 game. I'm also going in a direction that very few are going. Uh I think Philadelphia is the very mo- the most complete team in the league, but I'm I, I I don't like it when the public is heavy on one team overwhelmingly. I've talked to people that think that the that the the crazy that that the Philadelphia is going to curb stomp them, curb stomp them, and I'm just telling you that this will. I think Kansas City going to win on a last possession, dude. I got a 27-20. Wow. And not a lot of people are picking Kansas City. And I listen, it will not shock me if Philadelphia beats. And it's not even – I don't care. I don't have a – I like Andy. I like – I love Jalen Hurts. He's a local kid here in Texas and a phenomenal kid. And I got a video that I'll put on Twitter by tomorrow morning. It's about three minutes, but talking about Jalen Hurts, JB, and I think you'll like it as well. But uh, Philadelphia is the better, more complete team. But I just experience is going to matter in this. Will I be shocked if somebody gets curb stomped? No, but I don't like when the public is overwhelmingly on one team's one side. It just bugs me. In the gambling side, it's too good to be true. But Philadelphia plays their best game. They're going to win, I think, unless Mahomes has one of those Mahomes games, which he seems to have all the time. But he's got he's he's two touchdowns, four picks in the Super Bowl, man. He has, he has not been at his best in those games yet. He's capable of having that game. So I, I'm gonna I'm taking Kansas City in this one, but I'm not comfortable with it. It's not against Philly. I love Philly fans. I love their passion. Kansas City. I think it's gonna be awesome. Nobody's fighting with each other this week. They're getting ready to gear up. And and aside from gut feeling, because we could break it down and we broke it down and we're talking like Philly's really really good, but I don't like when the public is like swinging off the one team's nuts too much yet Philly has earned it. And now will the fact that they've had two easy games that they created because they're so good, they beat, they boat race the giants and they beat San Francisco without a quarterback. How quickly can they get into their heavy competitive mode? I don't think it'll be a problem. So the truth is the only reason Mahomes factor, Andy Reed, if, if in fact, Everybody was split. I'd be taking Philly because I was on Philly early, but the last ten days or so, I, I just—it's too—it's too obvious to me that Philly's going to win by everybody's account. I think Kansas City going to make enough plays, and it'll be—I got it as, on the under as well. I'm going to pick that under, and I'm going to parlay it too. I'm taking the Chiefs, and I'm going to parlay it with the under as another bet. And thank you for the compliment, Rich Gannon, and I know the feature you're talking about. And I was just talking to somebody about Rich the other day. Talk about a guy whose career was it, it, it transformed from a guy great feet 
and competitive as hell when we were together in Minnesota. And then went through shoulder surgery and then went to Kansas City and really should have been playing ahead of Elvis Gerbach. And then he got to the Raiders, and Rich became such a not only great pocket passer, but such a great football IQ guy. One of my fa- I love Rich, and he was a great teammate. And he was he, he's a great example of a guy who was a one quarterback one way because Rich had eyes in the back of his head. Dude could run. I mean, Rich could have played more than one position in the league. He was that versatile early. Remember, New England drafted him to play a different position than quarterback. He got to he got to Minnesota. They put him a quarterback, and thank goodness they did. And we had a great quarterback room. I was fortunate, you know, at different times. But when I got there myself and Wade Wilson and Rich, and it, it was awesome. And then watching Rich transform his career from a really athletic, versatile guy who could throw from different arm angles to becoming the thinking man's quarterback. He was smart early, but he was so gifted. And then he became a pocket passer and, and his football IQ and won the MVP in the league. His transformation about being able to do both at different points of his career, adjusting early and then adjusting late to, you know, he wasn't as young and probably not as fast, but had more experience. I, I friggin' love Rich, man. And I couldn't have been more proud, even though we were competed with each other in Minnesota, I could have been more proud of the career he had. And he, he's, he's a, he's a perfect story for somebody who came in as one type of player and left as the, you know, the end of his career, most valuable player and as accurate as we had in the league. Guy's phenomenal. Love him. Uh, before we get out of here, Wido has a question. Wido, what's up? Coach, I appreciate you. <clears throat> Sean and coach, I want to know as a basketball player on game days, I could dunk, right? But on, especially as a young kid, on game days, I would have more bounce. I'd have that little momentum, that adrenaline. As a quarterback, is there any game day elevation to your game that you would uh, feel? Oh, hell yes. Our our arms are much livelier. Oh, and you know what it is? And it's not even just that. It's your heart's pumping pumping a little faster. And Favre was big at this. He'd come out and you'd see Favre throw a ball like eight rows up on his first two throws because he was so jacked up and he had all that arm strength. And then he'd settle in and make all those plays. I think we're all guilty of it because – it's quite opposite. You know, in basketball, if you're a defensive player, you want all that bounce and that, you know, you want to be flying around and you may miss somebody, but you're jacked. Yep. In basketball, and you're exactly right. I think about those high school games, like the music was pumping in the gym and you were playing your rival and you could have dunked any way you wanted and you wanted that elevation. You wanted that feeling the whole game. In truth, in football, I wanted the opposite. It's a great question. I wanted to come out there and almost be yawning to the point where I – and I knew I was going to play pretty well if I was yawning on the sidelines before we went out to play offensively because it's like a nervous yawn. We all have that. But I felt, okay, I'm not overly jacked up because if you got a strong arm and you're jacked up, my mom was going to catch the ball in the stand. So right. it is the opposite. You, you want to guard against at that position while everybody else is going hell-bent and haywire with energy. You want a confidence, but you want to table it, man. you got to – you want to settle into calmness. And I, I, it's one of the only positions in sports, I guess as a golfer too, but that you, you're, you're better off backing off the over, overblown energy and saving it until you need it with a run or in the game. But I try to do everything I could with get into board mode, if that makes sense. Yeah. To almost bore myself to like, okay, been here before to where you're like talking yourself into it. It's a great point. That bounce in basketball, middle linebacker, wide receiver, offensive tackle, at quarterback, 
I wanted the opposite of it. I wanted my feet firmly on the ground and my mind like you not that you did like you'd had a gummy right yeah. <laughs> it's like i'm calm and i don't want to be over jacked up so i'm one for five to start a game because i overthrew a curl route by 18 yards which i've right. done before so yeah it, calm it down yeah. as early as and, that, and and it's a great point too jb the team that takes two quarters to calm down will be chasing the other team yeah you can settle in quicker with all the shit going on around them and our guy Chris Stapleton singing the national anthem, and people are going to be pumped and the flyover. And you're sitting there, you got tears in your eyes, your heart's pumping, and you're not. And then to be able to sit down and say, This is the biggest game of my life. How can I make it feel like it's not? Right. And anybody that tells you it's just another <clears throat> game is full of shit. It ain't just another game. It's the biggest game most of these guys will ever play in their life, and some will never get back. Right. But the ability to. to who's that, to who's that guy, man? Yeah, that's the great Sean Salisbury right there with them yeah, paws that, over that ball, coach. I, I did my research now. There you go, brother. And look at the, the guy on the left has been in one of those. I've been in playoff games, but the dude on the left, Mac, Jimmy, he was the perfect example of a guy. Who, now, Jimmy could be – he was a tough as hell want to fight you before a game, but he was chewing on his gum, relaxed. There was not a – he'd go out three hours before a game and drop kick field goals. I ain't bullshitting you. Every wow. game. He'd come in and had already played a full football game, sweating and everything. Hey, kid, yeah, let's go, kid. I said, dude, you've already – you get there at 7 o'clock drop kicking for four hours before he was going to start in a game. But right. that was his way of just like, okay, I'm, I'm good to go now. And then he'd take a little of that caffeine uptime pill. Remember that when those were big, <clears throat> the caffeine pill? Yeah. And Mac, and he'd get back into his mode. Jim was able to do it, but he was also – he was just so like, yeah, we're good, man. Anybody got a hot dog I can eat at halftime? That, that was his thought process. But – if you yeah, I was just wondering if it, if it was like a, a benefit for guys like you guys, JB, with a big arm, to have that game day extra. Oh, I can make any throw now. And does it still happen at the higher levels? Because obviously, it can be a detriment too. Yep. Right. Mentally, it was good to feel that way. Physically, it wasn't good to have that extra juice because I always felt like accuracy was going to suffer a little bit if I was too jacked up. Sean, I couldn't even imagine you with a Viagra. Shit. <laughs> Dude, that's like giving a whale a tic tac. Okay. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, what happened to you, man? Yeah, you, you don't want. Yeah, don't give me one of those, dude. I don't want to kill somebody. Come on now. <laughs> I, I couldn't have one of those, man. Yeah. They, I, don't think they, I mean, they don't make duffel bags for your dick, do they? <laughs> no, but, but you can borrow one of those gadget quarterback things with a Santa Claus, you know, a gift bag that you carry around. Try that one. Do what I mean? Uh, the, you got a? I can get you a thimble. That'd fit you perfectly. So gimmicky. It? Now we got guys that are take carrying friggin' tires in their fucking knapsack, and I don't. Last time I checked, I now listen. I'm not a strength and conditioning coach. I know guys that are. We need them. You got to get <laughs> strong. You got to get fast. All those things in the weight room that matter. But I'm a a, 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 tra a quarterback trainer. Uh, I don't say whisper. I'm a trainer. I'm a teacher first. A coach second. I teach. I don't remember the last fucking time I played football. I had a guy send me something on Twitter about two years ago. A drill where these dudes got the big tractor. I'm talking about like a five-yard tire. The dude's walking on him with a football in his hand. And a guy says, Coach, what, what do you think about this drill? It wasn't his drill. He saw it from somebody else. And I said, well, it's, it's interesting. And he had him laid out. I thought, but damn, it's a lot of work to get that tire out there. But I thought, well, I'll tell you this. When we start fucking playing football on a Friday night on a tractor tire, I'll use that drill and I'll implement it. 
We got guys jumping through hoops, lighting their balls on fire, fucking parachuting into the field for training. I'm telling you, I look like fucking Santa Claus coming out there to train. I'm like, and I got like cones and sometimes nothing because we're going through football shit on grass or on turf with cleats on playing with footballs. And I'm like, okay, I I understand. Then I think, well, that's a strength. Now I'm going to do you all the football movements, but I got fucking Santa Claus with a white beard and down to his dick in a red suit. And, and, and a, carrying his bag. Yeah, I'm, I'm talking, it's an endless supply like the Grinch is coming to of fucking gifts. And here, use this training thing. And they got it around their waist and around their neck and around their balls. And it's coming out their asshole, dude. I, I'm like, am I not doing this right? I could have swore I played. And I don't ever remember North Turner walking out of the field with, with a fucking ball with a handle on it. I mean, what the fuck? <laughs> Son, it's I'm laughing so because I'm tripping. I'm I stopped out. Fucking kid, the other day, this guy sends me a tape. He fucking puts a quarterback in a fucking chair on the field, and he has him stand up and throw the fucking ball. I said, "What in the fuck is this? What are we doing?" Oh, man, what's wrong with you, man? Why? Why are you talking about? Why are you? Why are you, why are you doing that? Why are you doing Dude. this? like that man Dude, I, 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 your last part there when you said that this dude came out there was a chair on the field and he was sitting in a chair and he popped out of it and threw I Were swear you- to god he, he had to get <laughs> I'm sitting there saying what in the fuck are you doing dude I, I'm telling hey, you hey what was better what was the better one that one or, or 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 fucking poof the magic dragon. He puffed it. I don't know. Dragon. I was crying at both. Man. By your head coach. You <laughs> for Sean. God bless you, sir. But you're fucking fucking your player by putting puff the magic dragon on the fucking screen, and we don't know who the fuck poof. Who is it? <laughs> God damn it! I, I, Hey, we got new commercials for everybody. I tell you Dude, that. I'm sweating again because some of the some of the stuff that we see through this football stuff, dude. I'm just telling you. Oh, I honestly sometimes I'm out there. I can't even keep. I can't even finish coaching because somebody on the other end. I'm telling you, dude. It is. I'm looking at you know when when the Grinch, when the Grinch the original one, like I said, when he came down the hill with that dog sled with the dogs leading his sled, and then he went back with all the gifts. Remember, yes. remember when he when he left and had them all five million of them from what was that Whoville? Whoville, dude. That I've seen dudes walk on a field getting ready to do a training session with their Whoville bag of Christmas gifts, and it's just gadgets. I mean, they got slingshots, and they got and I'm telling you, dude, I'm looking. I'm saying now, explain to me how this is fitting in on a Friday night at about seven thirty. Hey, hold Ooh. on, no. What about the coaches? With fucking wristbands spatted. Oh, yeah. They got fucking tape spatted on their shoe. Yeah. My favorite is this one. The football. And they want them to do this. They want the ball parallel to the ground. Yeah. And Yeah. They give me that. And squeezing it really hard and really add stress to your forearms so there's no way to release. Yeah. And give me those elbows. Way- yeah, that's the one right there. And they'll say, when you drop back there. And I say, I asked the kid one time. Yes. I said, who taught you that? He said, well, my, 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 my quarterback coach. The guru. Yeah. And he said, yeah. I said, well, I, said I don't want to know his name. And, I, and I'll never mention their name. I'm not going to loud talk, but 
it was like this. And I said, well, well, let me ask you this. I said, stand right there for a second. Now, tell, show me where that, that, that stress, that, where's the tension at? And he pointed to his forearms and said, well, why don't we do this? Take a deep breath and let's just drop those for a second. Maybe a little bit more relaxed. I mean, they got him up here, dude. It's like having a 12th man on the defense, that front elbow. You can't, you can't even see. Right. And I, and, and I'm, but I, I swear the guy who's coaching him will tell you and swear by the fact. And then I say, well, let's do this. And I've had conversations. I said, why don't we do this? Let's go on Google Images or let's go watch some tape. And when you find me a successful player on Saturdays or Sundays that does like that, you, uh, then, then I will teach it, and if you're, we'll go. I ain't still seen it. I, can I tell ain't you that. seen that shit yet. I don't know. And those weird gurus are charging two fifty, three hundred dollars a kid at these stealing camps, money. So. No, stealing thousand dollars a kid, bro. Yeah, stealing money, man. I just like okay. Friday night when I go watch Modern Day and St. John Bosco, I doubt I'm going to see a tractor trailer tire on a thirty. Okay. They're actually going to drop back and play good football. So it's baffling to me, man. But hey, man, um, Sunday morning, we're going to come back. Sean and I will be back to break down some red zone uh, plays. We're going to get some red zone, break it down, uh, both Kansas City and Jalen Hurts. Who can defend it? We'll do it for 30 minutes. We'll take some questions. You guys can call in, take some questions on Sunday morning while I'm cooking some brisket. And Sean's eating carne asada. We're gonna get after it. Hey, let me ask you one question though. Tell me, tell me if this is okay here, real quick. Oh shit! Uh, just go. tell me if this is okay. I was thinking about making a comeback, and I was told by one that I should throw from here like this. Okay, <laughs> right here. How about this? Yeah, right here. Yeah, or this one. I got where I push the arm way back here like this and push <laughs> the point of the ball away. How about that one? I'm not, right. I drop like this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I go from I here. I take the step. You can't see, though. Yeah, I'm throwing from my ear. But my favorite one, too, is get this arm and point to the target. Your front arm. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's what I want. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And get right. There, there you go. Hey, how about, that? How, about that? how about Prescott? You like that hip thing, Sean? I, I guess it's a way to get loose. I've seen other guys do it. Wasn't Matt Ryan doing it for a minute, too? No, Matt Ryan does one where he has a towel and he's, he strides, throws yeah. with the towel, reloads, yeah. strides, throws down. And I see guys do that, but I, I do this now, JB. I teach guys to do this. I put the ball here because I want them to throw from their ear. And I think, man, this is right. And, and this will cost you 400 an hour. <laughs> we'll start here. Really good, solid mechanics and grip the ball as hard as you can. Oh yeah. Fucking yeah, hard. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about squeeze the air out of that bitch. Right. Okay. And then you look at Brady, and he's got the ball down here, and you say, I don't know, 10 Super Bowls or this cat is telling you. <laughs> yeah, you know, Aaron Rodgers know what they're doing. Yeah, you decide. Crazy-ass shit. Man, what happened to you, man? You know what happened to me? Um, I. Uh, you met I've, me, I've huh? Been, I've, 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 been, I've seen too much. How's that? You've, you've met me. Yeah, well, you, you're, you're a detriment to society. You're a menace to the street. <laughs> You're a minister. And us together, bah, I mean, then we throw that guy in with us. Then guess what? Hey, you notice when we used to be bullshitting, though, the balls, guess where the balls were? What do you mean? 
Look where those two balls are. Aren't they pretty much ready to throw? Yes. Oh yeah. You, I, I didn't see you. I didn't see you have it up here talking to him. No, and look at yeah, look at two hands on a football for me too, man. Look at that. Fucking hey, practice yeah. what you preach. There you go, brother. That's hey, it. Man. I what happened to me, JB, is is you, but it's been a good thing. I ride or die, man. I got you. Hey, that's what I'm talking about. We got we got to blow what, this thing up. What about the helmet style, Coach JB? Were you rocking that kind of helmet too? I mean, did you have the throwback Salisbury helmet? What, what was the QB helmet looking like, JB? I had the same helmet Sean has on right there, so I could see. That's that some that's some veteran shit right see. there. I had to fucking see. Yeah, I like that. I if I was coming back today, that's the kind of face mask I'd still wear. Fucking right. You're damn right. Fucking right, I would. Love I got it. that. Same. I got that face mask right now. I got every single helmet I ever wore. I have them. I think Dion said he wore the same helmet yeah. throughout his whole career. Yeah. Yeah. And then when you get one that fits good, that doesn't rub this shit right here and put a scar on the head, yes. you know, yes. then when it fits tight and you don't have to do anything, you stick with it. Just paint it a different color and let's go, man. Hey, now, JB, Dable, coach of the year. Huh? Dable. Brian Dable? I don't have an, I don't have a problem with that. I, I, I think Seriani or Andy Reid should be it. I just I want to reward winners. Right now, I you, you've made that point, and it is a very valid point. Hell, you take them there, but it's you know what's true is it. Hey, look at his shirt. What does his shirt say? Mediocrity is the new excellence. Yeah, you've made that point. It's a great quote too, and unfortunately, society and sports thinks like that at times. You know what it is? You get punished for for. It's like the MVP award. If you're on a good team or keep doing it, it's like, okay, we know that LeBron can win it 10 times or Bill Belichick. They got punished for having good players. That's why. And yeah. Dable, but I can't take anything away from dude. Go back and watch that team, and I know you did a year ago. Shit. For, for them to get into the playoffs at that time. Hell, you could have given Doug Peterson some run, too, even though they had an under 500 record. But think about what they had and where they are now. There's some guys who did some really – Pete Carroll did a hell of a job this year. Kyle Zach Shanahan Taylor. did – Kyle Shanahan went through four quarterbacks. Yeah, so Zach you got to give him some credit too. So, yeah. pretty pretty impressive uh, group of dudes out there. Congratulations to Brian Dable. That's awesome stuff. And Mahomes is going to win the MVP. I think yeah. we know that. We'll so. see that one. <clears throat> now, Sean, I asked JB. He told us a couple of his. Did you have any superstitions before games that you had to do? Oh, dude, you, you listen. Here's what we're going to do, and I'm being honest about this. If you want to save them, because by the time I get done oh, telling shit. you how superstitious I was, yeah, an I'm obsessive, an obsessive compulsive that's neurotic. That's gonna be a it's whole, a whole show. show. You, I will, we wore the same shimmo. We got. I wore the same fucking everything. Well, let me give you a hint. To this day, as I sit here, I can never remember, and I'm cognizant of it because I'm that guy that's so obsessive that if I feel like I don't do it, that Hold I on. won't play well, or something's gonna be wrong. That's me. Do you realize that I have never put my right shoe on before my left shoe? Oh, wow. As I sit here now, and, it's, and I'm cognizant of it. If I, was on a, if I was playing in a game, and let's say I would have got a flat tire with my left shoe, right? You know how t the shoe comes off? Yep. Go to the sideline. I would have taken my right shoe off as well, put my left shoe on first and my right shoe on last. The right wow. foot, my right shoe has to go on last. I still do it today when I put dress shoes on. I never have got my right ankle taped before my left ankle. I, the way I ate, the times I 
left for the stadium. Oh, dude, it is a I'll have you laying on a couch, need to psychologist by the time you're done with me and my uh it got to the point where my super I was trying to be superstitious, not to be superstitious. You know what I mean? Right, kind of right. test it like I'm not gonna do this today and see how this works. My warm-up routine that I am now the truth is most people on the outside wouldn't know if you were around me. You know what I'm saying? They, yeah. They're paying attention every single with a, it's not that like Jack Nicholson in that movie where he's so obsessed. He can't step on a crack. Right. You wouldn't really notice. But in my mind, if I didn't do it, I felt like I would have played bad. Does that make sense? And even yeah, though, absolutely. even though those times you may have had a bad game and you did all your superstitions, you say, well, why wouldn't you quit him? You had a bad game. Or when you had a good game, then it gets worse. You're like, see, I had steak before the game. I got to eat steak for the rest of my life before every game. Oh, right. yeah, you, we'll be here till 11 o'clock tonight talking if I, yeah, I if I take you through my superstitions in a game in, in before a game. Yeah, I'm the same way. I, I we could talk about that all day. I, I won't. I, I, I did this day. Uh, I appreciate you guys, man. Wido in the back room helping out with the show. Sean, as always, we'll be back Sunday morning. Watch the Super Bowl. Hang out. Uh, next week, we're back full go. And uh, go watch Sean tomorrow on iHeart. He's got some great guests on. And uh, and I'll have, a, I'll have an ex-NFL tight end on tomorrow. Uh, can't wait to have him on 6 a.m. in the morning right here on the Coach AB Show. Don't fucking miss it. Don't miss Sean's show. Tony Miyoki, I have on tomorrow. Tight end, played in the league a long time. Um, so it's been great, but I appreciate you, Sean. And uh, appreciate you too. So real quick, you were you are superstitious. We got to have a conversation about that. Oh, it's big. Yeah, me and you it's both, big. dude. It's all. It's to the point where it like bogged me down at times. You too. Oh, fucking yeah. right. Yeah. I mean, the same, where it's the same song on the way to the practice. Yes. Though. Yes. I, I, I will. Same I will, fan. I, same yeah, fan Yep, dude. I, no, now that might, you might need a you might need a uh, you might need a slump buster then. <laughs> same. You're the, you're the same best. Did you switch up Fatos during the week? Uh, dude, I was no, I was I was a one man woman or one woman man back then. I guess what you say, yeah. And now, so I, you know, I was. Uh, did I, you I had always an, try these or the Saturdays and Sundays before the game? Did you always try these? Well, you know, you know, I tried those, but I didn't try these nuts in your mouth. I didn't try those. Okay, you're an idiot. Hey man, what happened to you? What happened to me is I love our conversations, and I, uh, I, I spend, uh, I don't spend enough time around you. But when I spend this time around you, it brings out all the crazy shit in me. Hey, this is supposed to be thirty minute show. No, this was supposed to be sixty. That's two hours right now. I know what, dude. You, you, so you said 30 minutes on. Do you believe it's going to be 30 minutes on Sunday? Can you do that? Can you keep it to 45 minutes? I, we got to. I'm smoking brisket. Okay. I mean, I might go out there and film the fucking thing live while I'm cooking brisket. You know, well, that's a good thing. You know, you're like, you're, you're, uh, what's my guy? You're Guy Fieri. Okay. You know, yeah, I'm, I'm Gordon Ramsay. You are. So here's what I, here, here's what, see, at some point in time, a, some big network or somebody's going to say, we want this show, but right. you guys are going to have to add a little. You guys are organized and obsessive compulsive. Sixty minute show is sixty minute show. See, but we get caught in having too much. See, that's what's happened to me. I have too much fun when I am with you. Focus. I can't focus, but I. Then we start talking football. I'm dialed in, but I, 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 I need the laughs with you. So that's why we go long, man. Hey, they said they're going to pay us fifty dollars every time you wear a mohawk in here on the show. All right, I'll make you a deal. 
I will gel it up to a mohawk next before Sunday, either Sunday or next week's Tuesday. Next week. Show. We'll do it next week. Fair enough. Dude, when I, I put that gel in a mohawk, you're going to trip out. You got right. 27 fucking shows tomorrow. It's already three in the morning there. You got to get up. Hey, man, yeah. I see you like my tweets at three fucking in the morning. Yeah, dude, I do. I love them. Yeah, you're I am. Fucking morning. And yeah, I, you yeah. know what? I'm right up right behind you. Anyway, I wouldn't see the tweet at three in the morning if I wasn't up. I don't fucking that's, sleep. That's right, exactly right. And I retweet it and make a comment. You're exactly right, man. But you know what? Uh, I get more done by the time we, I wake up in the morning. I get more done by eight o'clock than most people get done in their full friggin' day. So. Oh, there's no doubt. I'm there's all no in. doubt. Hey, yep. I sleep when I die. Yep, that's exactly right. And I don't plan on dying doing that for about another 42, 43 years. I'm going until I'm 102. Hey, just so you know. If if you died, if, if if I could tell you, if you could give me one way to go out, would would you pop a Viagra? Um, no. If I could, I want I want to make sure I went out saying goodbye. I mean, that I was that it, that you get that full piece and you say my family's good, and you fall asleep and everybody's around you and you don't wake. That, but that's if you the way. went out with a full. Oh. Hard on from a Viagra fucking, would you be all right with it? Yeah. Oh, of course. If that's if that's the way you're going to take me out, sure. That's what I'm saying. Sure. I, I I just, and you know what? When she rolled up from underneath me or whatever, I want you to bury me so everyone else can kiss my motherfucking ass. There you go. When, what are you going to do when I'm a buck two? I'm 102 and still kicking it, man. Still talking all this shit. What are you going to do when I'm a buck two and still doing this? I'm probably fucking dead. Uh, who's you think? I'll, you think I'll outlive you? I, I, you think I'll outlive you? Yeah, you look. You look healthier. <laughs> but, hey, uh, I lost some weight and shit. But you know, I mean, can I can I not drink? You know, I don't I, I don't drink every day or nothing. But you know, I like to drink here and there. I haven't actually drank all week. But uh, fuck, I like drinking with you on the show. I'm just. I, I think I'm just gonna. That's why I want to move the show in the bar in there. So I could just fucking drink while you're on there, and then I could watch, you know, your girl make carne asada burritos, and I could fucking smell them through the TV and shit. You're out of your damn mind. And you know what, though? We, one of these days we're going to be together, and that'll be a real bender, I assure you. Yeah, that, that'll be Coach Chef JB and yep. Coach JB with Sean Salisbury yep. and the Coach Barry and Sean, the guy, not the coach. So we got every single thing yep. covered. Yeah, I got I got me living till I'm 102 though, brother. Really? Buck two, buck two, yeah. I don't know if I want to do it. You might, yeah. You you don't want to stave you don't want to stave off everything. I mean that that might that's a grind. Hey, now. Hey, let me ask you something. If you take a shit and your balls hit the water, are you are you ready to call it call it quits? On, dude. If they're if they're dangling, if it's dangling like that, they're clackers. Remember those clackers you used to go like that? The two. Things that come up and hit when they do that up and down, you know, you'd have the like the little, the the like the glass ball. They weren't glass, but you know what I'm. They, you go like that, right? And they go up and down. You had a little string on the end. We call it. They were clackers. If in fact that clackers become you, you might as well. You got to call it a day, dude. You got to go. You're done. Or if you're walking, and from behind, like sixty yards away. There, you can you can visualize and see them from that. Yeah, you got to go. Yeah, no. Hey, no, but I like, I like I like I like it from the back. If you can if you can if you can bruise your back when you throw them over your shoulder like a soldier carrying a gun, 
and it and it hits the back, the middle of your back, yeah, you got to go. If, if, if they're hanging down that low, no, no. I think it's like when women get older, right? They got if they got some big titties, they, their shit fall and hit their kneecaps on it. Yeah, or you know, if if they if the the, the ass starts to get old and slide, right? When you go up and you slap them on the calf and you, they think you're hitting their ass, yeah, you don't want to. <laughs> what happened to you, man? <laughs> if it starts to fall out, if, if things are falling out like that, and you're that old, you you, you might not want to. You don't want to live that long, right? Hey, man, I'm gonna go watch. I'm gonna go watch you twist titties tonight on fucking. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go watch you twist. You're gonna go watch bench warmers. Bench warmers, man. Yeah, good movie, man. I gotta go watch it in totality. Right. Coach, man, we got to remake a commercial with you and Sean, man. During the halftime show, Chuck Downfield shares some wisdom from his playing days. You know what my old coach used to say to us kids? Take your fucking ass home, man. Ain't nobody sucking your dick. Shut the fuck up, man. Take your ass home. <laughs> That's a good way. Hey, somebody hey, made me you. that, man. It's unbelievable. That is classic, bro. I got to make you one of those, man, with your balls in the fucking toilet yeah. water. That ain't that is never happening. I told you the tighter than mouse nuts, dude. That is never happening. Yeah, I, I I get out the jacuzzi, and and you almost got to saddle my nuts. <laughs> what is wrong with you, man? You know, jacuzzi makes your shit drop. Oh yeah, don't well, yeah. Dude, man, I'm just telling you right now. I got fucking horse nuts. Hey, man, get out of here, man. You got to get up at 3 in the morning. What's wrong with you? You, you know what I got to do? Look at look at how you – she's right, man. Look how fucked up you are, dude. I, I, I got to go to bed. And you know what? I was going to try to sleep. I lay my head on that pillow. I got my, my bully, girl, and my other dog, the three in one big bed, right? And I'm going to hit the sheets. And, a fr- and here I'm sitting here saying that you got, like, Shot puts for a, a nut sack that hangs. You think I want to lay my head on the pillow? If you try See, anything to raise the cost of presenting jobs, I will <laughs> veto it. <laughs> I have no idea what kind of jobs he was talking about. His business jobs, but I can tell you this, <laughs> dude. You need Jesus, man. You really do. I know. You you need Jesus in your life, man. I do. Uh, how, how can how can we get you more? You got any scripture at the house? I got a Bible I leave on my deal when you walk in the house. Um, okay, but do you, do you, was, when's the last time you opened it and read a scripture, like from Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, any of it? Can I be honest? Yeah. You've never opened it, have you? I've never read a scripture in my life. I got, I got Jesus tatted on my leg, and it says, I walk by faith and not by sight, similar to fucking Derek Carr, right here. Look that's that. my favorite. Right there, right you, I walk by faith, Jesus on the cross. Yeah, but why in the world are you why are you talking about Jesus and dropping F bombs at the same time? Could you can you cut Jesus some slack right now, please? I I heard this is church. We're having church right oh, okay. now. Two or more guys. Uh Wido makes it church with the third guy. Okay, so let me ask you. Do you I, I gotta tell you, dude, you, when you're talking about sitting down and they're dangling in the toilet, you 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 got I gotta get you some you you need Jesus, dude. <laughs> You do. If I get out the jacuzzi with hanging nuts, and I can I read the scripture and be saved? Yeah, but you can cover them up. I mean, I mean, little you know, they don't. That, unless you call that your Sunday best, right? Put put your Sunday best hey, on. Son, the problem is when I do this with my nuts. 
<laughs> the tip of my head hits the ground. <laughs> you know how sacrilegious this is. You're getting don't go outside, dude. You're gonna get struck by lightning. And I do that. I do that with my nuts. My my head drags on the ground. That's the fucking problem. At equilibrium. It's an equal balance deal. You know what I mean? Oh man, I don't know. What, you know what I'm doing, dude. I'm praying. I don't know if we're gonna get a big network to buy this one. No, matter of fact, hey, do me a favor. Delete this one. De- delete just your part. I'm trying to save you. I, I, I'm trying to get you Jesus in your life, and you're talking about. You said I don't think. Yeah, you. Oh, you don't. You don't think Cartoon Network's gonna pick this one up? Yeah, you think? Hey, they made Family Guy. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. So you're so. Yeah, present this part. Just this last like eight minutes. Take the take this over to an executive and say, "Hey, man, what do you think about this?" We were talking X's and O's, and then all of a sudden, I started talking about. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> Would you stop it? Fuck poof! Who is it? I'm trying to. I gotta go. You, again, I'm saying you, you've lost your friggin' mind. So you're gonna. Did, yeah. Enjoy, uh, enjoy tomorrow and Saturday before we have to get back together and take you know thirty minute two hours. We'll be into the fucking third quarter of the Super Bowl. Bullshit. Yes, that's see, that's the thing. That's exactly right. They'll be like it'll be like twenty one seventeen. And you you got all the hoes at your house that day. I know you got a party. Got to eat. Okay. Right. God damn. Hoes got to eat too, man. Hoes got to eat too. Thank you. He's Thank stuck you. on them hoes. Ass Ice Cube. You, you, you ever oh, see boys in the hood? Hell They're yeah! Out at a barbecue, and he simply said it. Got to eat too. Hey. hey, listen. Let me hang on a second, man. Let me see if I can get you some scripture. Matter of fact, come back Sunday, since it's church. You come up back on Sunday. Will be Sunday. Yeah, quote of the week. I'd like I'd like it to be a scripture this week from you. Uh, I'll do it I'm, Sunday. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to get your. I'm gonna try to get your mind. I will do a scripture quote Sunday, but it'll be in JB fashion. <laughs> oh, now be careful of sacrilege. Don't they ain't no no, f bombs no, in the scripture? I won't, I won't drop no f bombs, but I will tell you one story. Um, I'll have to tell you a story one day. It was actually recorded as I was addressing my team, and I did a scripture, and it was my own scripture. And uh, if that ever leaked, yeah, yeah, I'd probably no, no. be crucified myself. Yeah, we're probably going to leave that scripture out, okay? Okay, you can do that for me. Because when you make your presentation, see, this is just a good conversation. When you come out, hey, you make that good. Most crooked motherfuckers in the world are priests and politicians. Politicians at the top of that list, right? I don't know. I don't know. I There's love this. I love this show. You know what I love about the show? X's and O's and talking about life, man. Hell yeah. X's and O's, Jimmy's and Ho's. <laughs> you, dude, you've lost. And, you then, and, and then I gotta have four other hands holding the trunk. <laughs> well, I'm gonna go work on my mechanics. Okay, you're an idiot. I love you, brother. All right, man. Thanks, thanks to all our listeners. You know what? They, they, they but the problem is, you know what we're doing? They're they're gonna be as demented as you by the time they the, the, the next d- decade as this show keeps going on. So you it's can't leave. You. That's the problem. You can't. It get is. Off. It is. It is. It's like a, it's like crack. I can't leave. It's 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 the weirdest thing ever. I always say I'm not going 61 minutes tonight. I'm going 60. I, I got and, six fat hoes sitting back here in the house, and I can't. I'm not. I'm not. I don't care. Can Can you blame them? I mean, you gotta eat. Yeah. Who doesn't? The Long- last chance.
Love you, man. I'm Matt. Talk to you Sunday. All right. Great stuff. See you.